0: Melee melee, 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 What's up? How we doing? Glad to be back. Thank you to everyone who listened to the first episode back in two years, a while, long time. And uh for saying nice things, we are, you can probably see, starting off a big old podcast, a lot of conversations. We're sticking three in one, it's a few hours long. You know how it is. But hey, we're trying something else. Don't worry about it. Uh, I'm Gonna talk a bit up top, then maybe do some intros throughout. Uh, you can see the timestamps of where each interview is and a little bit about what we talked about. But we're gonna kinda move away from the sort of 1v1s of the past A little less emphasis on the history, on the origin stories, so to speak, and more on topics. What I want to talk about with them, what we kind of lead the conversation into, and then whatever I recorded for that week, stick it in an episode, throw it out there, and uh, fans of the pod are going to eat. They've been starving for a while. Anyway, what's up with me? Well, what's up with you? How are you guys doing? You guys playing Melee? You uh, going on unranked? Getting tilted? Going on ranked? Getting more tilted? Are you winning, son? Are you leveling up? Are you grinding? Are you labbing? Are you practicing a new character? Are you practicing a new tech? Are you wave shining out of shield? Are you a Twitch monster? Are you waiting for Genesis? Did you book a flight to Genesis or a hotel room? I'm going to Collision. I just booked yesterday. Uh, yeah, booked's the wrong word. I I signed up. I actually booked a hotel like a month ago uh, with Muscles Marinara, with whom I'm teaming. So that'll be fun. Talk a little bit about last year's, I guess, 2023 Collision with uh, with Bills later in the pod. But yeah. It was uh it was a good time. Although one thing I didn't mention or I won't mention is I got extremely sick after the tournament. Like real real bad. I uh it's just it was a stomach virus type deal and a lot of people got it apparently and I was in bed for 2 days straight. It was it was brutal, man. Uh real real bad stuff. So praying that doesn't happen again probably bring the mask out just for my own safety and the safety of others but um even with that i look back fondly at that tournament and for me it kind of kicks off the year so having signed up now i have something to look forward to it's only uh it's only in march so there's still a few months of kind of no big tournaments to um to attach my name to but hey we're making another top 100 run this year if a placing comes out of it then, uh, then we're moving. Last collision, I lost to Paladin and Ben. Good losses in their own right. Ben was kind of a wash. I don't Did I take a game? I think I got 3-0 and almost took one game. But Paladin was game 5, last stock, last hit, dude. Oh my god. It was Pokemon Stadium, Fox Ditto. And don't remember much about the game at large, but I think I had a small lead going into the last stock. And it was just one huge combo into the other person comboing big last stock last hit situation we're playing neutral we're scared of shit and i think i get some sort i think i get an up smash or like a knockdown into a tech chase up smash does not kill barely not off the top then he gets an up smash does not kill and then i believe i i come back and he reads a spot dodge or something of that sort, and uh, and cleans it up. And man, when we looked at each other, it was a moment, and we locked eyes. We both leaned back. We took a solid three full seconds to just absorb what happened. Made sure we knew what color actually won. Confirmed him. Handshake. Frame one handshake. Not not even a choice. You, you, You transcend. We were in hug territory if I knew the guy. But holy fuck. Man, did I taste the most delicious, bitter defeat. And to his credit, first off, great player. I would have been ecstatic to have taken that win. It would have been an upset in my for me um but just gracious in in victory he got up you know after shaking hands and man i just stared at that television for a minute straight because it was in losers i was out it's over and with a blank canvas of a year in front of me. Gunning for top 100. Having my tournaments planned. It set the tone. Where it's in grasp. It's it's within reach. But you gotta take those wins. That win was essential. I, I didn't pick up. A, a top 100 win. I beat Mancow. Before that. Great player in his own right. I was favored. It's. It's got to be a bit more than that on a on a tournament day, though. And so, yeah, I'm I'm kind of reliving it right now, and it's um, it's palpable. So that's collision coming up. It's in a few months. I'm sure I'll talk about it more. As for recently, did not attend the last nightclub. It was the day before Thanksgiving. I'm recording this on Tuesday the 28th, so nightclub is tomorrow. I will be attending. And I've been playing a, you know, good amount. Actually, a bit more than average for me. And um dare I say I can tell. When I'm when I'm playing, I'm playing. And it's been an interesting kind of relationship with friendly sessions where I don't exactly feel like playing, but I I kind of get myself to do it right I'm, I'm uh, yesterday I played with my friend Brad I played some doubles and um, I I was watching Brad play and I wasn't getting the gut like urge I wasn't fiending but I did for something just was just like yeah you should play you should just play some you'll like it you'll have fun trust trust me I said to me and I did and then I did have fun and I was, you know, playing sweaty and playing in some ways really good. I Oh, I forgot I got a crazy combo on FOD. I got to clip that after this. But yeah, good little sesh. And it's funny, it, it, you know, for most people playing a session, playing for like an hour is not really that notable. But it's what I'm noticing in, in kind of a pattern break, you know, context of What's different now that I've kind of recommitted to talking about melee, to having these conversations, to bringing it back into the forefront, to to prioritizing it more, and the more you talk about melee, anyone who who's touched the game knows that there's kind of this breaking point where you could talk about it for a while, and then you just kind of itch to to play it. It's it's the reason why, um, whenever you're at a party and there's like Two or three of your homies who play Melee there. It's going to come up. Like, you just see, you, you just get, like, uh, it's the law of attraction. You're like, dude, that I know that guy's got a and I know I can bust it up right now. And then you start talking shit. And then you're like, yeah, we're not going to play, though. We're at a party. And then you're like, yeah, but we, and you start scheming it, you know? All right. Well, I do have my laptop. And uh, you have your controller, right? And everyone, yeah. It's always you always have your control. You're always packing. (laughs) There's like 30 people around and there's something really fun about Yeah, I'm talking as if this happens all the time. It's been a while since I've been in a party that wasn't dedicated to Melee in the first place. But those rare, rare times where you just get to bust it out and play some games in front of people and kind of show your shit. It's a party game after all. And, um this comes up a bit with uh with cogs let's talk about some of the conversations here first off we have Matt ventus and uh it, it was it was a great combo I was really happy with it I wasn't expecting to go an hour but I think me and Matt kind of operate under the same wavelength in a lot of ways right we uh <laughs> we kind of pick a, a thing and, and we we grab onto it and I as I was lightly editing, lightly editing, um, I noticed that it was just long rant back and forth at each other, which is a uh, typical wannabe style. So it was, it was a nice return to form and, um, it was, it was cool hearing him with, uh, with his intimate knowledge of both ultimate and melee. And, and even though he's not starting as a, melee player competitively um it helped generalize a lot of these themes we're talking about and revisiting just these this early mindset of um uh, the the fervor the true passion before it gets corrupted with um proximity to fame or uh or grand idealism of a streaming career or. uh you have to to and you fucking hate it or, or burnout. All these things that that start to tickle us start to tickle us later on. <clears throat> it's uh, it was nice. It, it's 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 nice talking to anyone within the first couple of years of a of a competitive mindset in a new game. And Matt's just good at talking, so I, I heavily recommend that. Anyway. Let's just just play this, and uh, I'll I'll be back right after. Okay, well, if you had listened to the first episode, then you might have heard this man being referred to as Ventus as the number one reason we're coming back. Uh, He hit me up multiple times, actually, in the past year and a half, and kind of gave me the little boost to get back into the studio, so to speak, and and bring back the Wannabes podcast. Uh, Matt, aka Ventus, what's going on, my man? Okay, so I have been
1: desperately trying to convince the Wannabes podcast to have a comeback or a reunion episode or something, uh, as JD can probably attest to. I feel like every two to three months, I'm just... I send something over because I'm listening to the old episodes like back again pretty regularly and I'll be like oh like this is really cool especially since now I became a player Um, and also I just I don't know I'm very excited I'm very 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 excited for the wannabes podcast to be coming back it is like I've I love this podcast so and I'm honored to be on it right now.
0: Yeah, you're the first guest back. Uh, I told you this a little bit before, and uh, hopefully there's a few more <laughs> a few more segments on this episode, but we're going to try a new format. Um, this is a like 1v1 section, not going to be the full episode, which uh, you were cool with. I didn't want to insult you in that way. Like, hey, uh, you're going to be splitting the episode here. But, you know, it might, it might be a good thing where people see uh, some of the other guests. I won't spoil anything because who knows what will happen. But um you know it it might be more of a draw might be less hey if we get if we get a couple dozen views on these uh i'll I'll be happy but i'm i will say that i think i I mentioned this in the solo recording it meant a lot the the things you said and and just the support and reaching out and, and all that that you know I think it takes something. It it takes. It's a bit vulnerable. I could imagine to to be like, "Hey, I'm a fan of what you do, and I want to see it come back." Like that's kind of sticking your neck out a little bit. And um, I just want to let you know, I I really appreciate it. I hope uh hope it wasn't too uncomfortable for you. I mean,
1: no, there's no. It was not uncomfortable at all. Um, and for me, I've I've talked to you, JD, about this. Um. But I'm listening back to the episodes because I started playing Ultimate. And before, when we were working on the Wannabe season two, I didn't play Melee, Smash, any really competitive game like that. And as I was listening back to all the um, earlier episodes, I, I just keep running into things that I'm like dealing with myself. And it's very it's like really reassuring in some ways to be like oh wow okay like so this player is also these people are also also you're my friends too so there's a level of that but it's it's kind of nice to like see oh the like i was listening to an episode today where you two were talking about friendlies and your different approaches to friendlies and like how you have some problems with it and not other problems and And it's interesting because it makes me reflect back on now my own like competitive process, and it also just really inspires me to like kind of see the beauty in competition in some ways. So I'm very, yeah. That's that's a big reason why it's it's a big motivator for me um, as a competitor myself in some ways.
0: Hey, that was kind of always the goal. So I'm I'm glad that um it's kind of evergreen and cross uh across games right i think there is a lot uh, to be said about the fact that ultimate i was thinking about this today you know gearing up for the the conversation where i was thinking like how different is it really going into uh the journey of, of getting better at ultimate versus melee and obviously there's tech skill differences i think there's a um, higher emphasis on some very specific like finger movements and controller things with with Melee, that's like, hey, if you can't, you know, do this egregiously difficult, arbitrarily impossible tech, then you suck. Um, Ultimate, to its credit, is still very difficult, but has less of the, um, you know, the the skill floor issue. But Mm -hmm. I I do think the mentality definitely crosses over. And, you know, going forward, I'm I'm keen to learn um, more about, I today I, I definitely wanted to talk about ultimate. I think we'll we'll talk about that in a second. Um because this topic you brought up on um like the old episodes and all that. I was listening to an old interview. Here's a here's a little teaser. Uh we have we're going to have a, a returning guest coming on um in the next probably week. So I was listening to the first time around and uh yeah, it it really is interesting. There there are a lot of evergreen topics that I don't think skill level eliminates some of these anxieties or some of these issues Um, like tournament prep, right? As a, as a player that's been going to tournaments somewhat recently or relatively recently um, just what's been going through your head as you go to locals or, or regionals, bigger tournaments, like what, what, what are you dealing with right now? What are you struggling with?
1: So, well, today I'm going to a local um, or tonight in a few hours, and I haven't been going as much because I've been trying. I've been on a like a new training arc in the game and in life where I'm kind of going every two weeks and then focusing on like finding job stuff like getting. I'm also trying to save money. Um, but within that, also trying to actually find tangible things to practice because i felt like one week wasn't enough time to actually work on an issue i kind of just revert i kind of just try to band-aid everything for the next week instead of actually grinding out um an issue um but now there's an arcadian uh, a month exactly from today that i really want to not go o2 in because i've been an o2er for a very long time and i've my best actual game or set record was 2-2 at super smash con which was hype but um overall i'm just trying to i really want to go one two or two two or like break that record and um kind of also figuring out how to like set goals properly too Um, it's kind of where I'm at right now and figuring out like, okay, now that I have this goal, how, like, how am I going to schedule around doing this? Because one thing in melee has above ultimate, um, is that ultimate players do not really practice that intentionally. It's actually insane how, uh, somewhat casual the competitiveness of it is. And the game has just a lot of more, like, I don't want to say jank. But kind of like cheese or BS in Ultimate that you kind of have to like mentally accept that that's what you're playing. Um, so, but because I started playing the game pretty late, and you mentioned a melee player who also started playing melee late, so I'm really interested on their perspective. Um, but like there was a Sova local I went to a few months ago where, and with a my whole like crew of people and. We were at the Airbnb and I just played grinded out friendlies trying not to go O2 that weekend, which I did, which is fine. But I remember I didn't even win a single friendlies game the entire week or weekend. And so getting over out of the shadow realm and like readjusting and also like I was switching characters at the time, but, um, kind of mentally dealing with some of the hurdles, while also knowing that, like, my advantage is that I'm pretty sure I can out study people or out work them in some degree, just because the baseline of players are kind of getting carried by experience in the game, but they're not actually like really practicing that hard. Um, But also that I'm just so incredibly behind. And there are so many matchups in the game that like there's just a lot of experience i have to catch up on sorry if that was pretty long
0: no that that was awesome um it's given me a lot of different angles to think about i think well one the the melee player you mentioned um or that i that i had brought up is nine months in and going to a hundred and something tournaments shout outs to wigwam and i would actually love to to get him on on this episode I'll, i'll reach out soon but there's something to be said about practice. Practice could be less important than just entering and, and playing, right? If there's enough, um, just competition or friendlies or just IRL playing the game, then uh, you know it. It it it's kind of diminishing returns. Like what, what's a little bit more practice on top of that? It, it could be the difference between like if there's one specific tech skill, if there's one follow up. That is pretty tight frame-wise, or if there's a matchup that you don't really understand and you have to lab it, yeah, certainly it's going to help. Um, I think Ultimate has a really overwhelming amount of viable characters that I wouldn't discredit anyone who's just like, okay, I- I'm going to get there eventually. It's not going to, it's not going to work for me to to grind every single matchup as soon as possible and and get up to speed, you know, in in a really tight time. Line, but there's you know there's there's ways to improve where yeah you don't really have to do too much labbing or too much grinding. On the other hand, that it you know it's not going to hurt ever, right? right? And sometimes it's it's exactly what you need as a player, you know. I mean, for me,
1: one I do play Joker, and that. Joker is kind of known. My two characters is Joker and Sephiroth. And Sephiroth's execution barrier is really low, but he's pretty hard to win with consistently, um, especially just matchup-wise. And then Joker is kind of on the opposite end of that spectrum where he is pretty consistent, but the floor to play the character mechanically to actually make the character good is much higher and also just maintenance. So, um, but for me, a lot of what I actually like about competing, I've realized is actually like setting up systems for improvement. Like I like the grinding aspects. I like the actually strategizing how I want to improve and how I can get those and like updating, you know, whatever system that I'm trying to run. Um, But lately... I feel like i was pretty lazy with it for a long time and now i'm like okay i've done all these things i've done VOD review i've done practice training i've done friendlies i've done implementing things to make things work i've had like level up boosts so now for me it's like actually trying to put the pieces together to like for like one example would be like I know that I will VOD review if I go to Starbucks in the morning or something. But if I don't go to Starbucks in the morning, I'm probably not going to VOD review. Like, things like that. Um, That I'm like, okay, well, how can I fit this in and actually attack this, like, from a, almost from a scheduling perspective, honestly.
0: Yeah, right on. Do you feel like there's the kind of metaphorical angle coming to life where you're starting to see... The rest of your life or other aspects other skills you want to develop or other lifestyle changes or, or anything self-improvement that you kind of see through the scope of ultimate or is that still is it is it a bit too fresh to have that um like default in your head no i
1: definitely do start seeing things um through ultimate or just honestly like i kind of probably use Melee more as a reference in my mind, even though I'm a spectator, because I consume way more Melee content or even just, like, people talking about improvement um, or how they look at the game. I just think Melee... It's crazy that I I know I'm playing Ultimate, but I like to look at things from the Melee perspective. Um, So... In some ways, it's like it's kind of melee, kind of old, I guess, just smash in general. Um, But in terms of like my tangible life, I think the biggest thing would be I really wanted to use competing to help like balance out my life in some way to have something like when I play ultimate, usually it makes other the other aspects of my life less overwhelming. And I cut out playing more recently for it to be more productive and things like that. Um, but the big thing I noticed is that it made my life more overwhelming in some areas. So finding the balance of playing the game but not going all out and almost going too far and getting lost in the sauce, because I definitely go through phases of that. Um, but kind of like having like a an ever going touch and go relationship with like the amount of time, effort and things that I'm doing to put in the game both. So like, I don't get shadow realmed in playing the game and also so that it's like cohesive with my life. that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I totally relate to that. Um, I think a lot of players, I can only really speak to the melee players, but I think a lot of people go through waves and go through stages of, you know, top grinding and really um you know ridiculous goals or you know almost delusion i'm, I'm being kind of uh you know bad-spirited here of of saying like hey you're out of your mind for thinking that you can um you know get so good so fast or to have such high aspirations for yourself like in a little bit in a little sense we are lying to ourselves when we like imagine a future right like there's this is all kind of a harsh harsh Uh, lens through it but that's the the negative side that could prop up when we are you know however much time two three weeks into a long grind into just being off balance because we are prioritizing smash because we are um going to too many tournaments or practicing too much or neglecting other things because yeah it's it's a improvement can be really addictive it feels amazing. you You could see it in front of you, especially after a valley of getting shadow realm, as you say, of of losing to your bracket demons, of just feeling like you're not getting anywhere. If you hit a stride and you just start taking names and showing up and you know doing all these things, um some players lean so far into that that they kind of lose themselves a little bit. and i I love seeing players that get good from that process and stick around because there are certainly players that kind of spin out burnout, but it gets out of hand and it takes a little bit for them to realize that just because they're still enjoying the game and they're creating community and they're making a name for themselves and they're seeing the potential that they saw in themselves come to fruition. Like there's still so many um, limitations to what we get, can get out of the game that it's like, you're still a human. You still need to like, you know live a, a normal life you can't you can't get every source of satisfaction from just the game that being said we just talked about how smash can be a really good vehicle for understanding the world or you know taking the metaphor or taking taking a, an issue in front of you and and using smash as a metaphor to like deconstruct it and to demystify it and be like oh, okay we're actually um this is this is workable i, I know how to deal with this right so that's the kind of dichotomy that we're all dealing with all the time is like, not only are we dealing with, <laughs> um, you know, the, the pressures of, am I playing too many video games, which is on all of our minds all the time. That's kind of a society bullshit thing, right? But it's there. Like, wow, I'm really trying hard at a video game, especially after tough losses. It's like, dude, what am I even doing? Fucking, I can't even, can't even win at a game. Goddamn. Like, I, we all feel that and that's relative, right? But it's all to say is like that's why I think talking about it and hearing other people talking about it. I, I've I've seen recently the value of just coming together and being like, Yep, we're all fucking here, man. We're all <laughs> we're all going through pretty much the same thing, maybe at different stages or maybe on different different um trajectories in the sine wave that's consistently up and down, but you know, that's why the community is so strong. That's why, you know, I think Melee players and Ultimate players, even though we think we don't understand each other, truly, we're all still on the same path, you know, dealing with the same difficulties. Does that make sense?
1: It does. Um, I definitely think Melee is more serious than Ultimate, and I kind of envy melee in that way or i'm a little bit jealous of it because i kind of like that so many people play put value into like the grind and leveling up in melee whereas like ultimate players i don't feel like like half the time i'm not even sure if they like their own game like i am a melee fan more than an ultimate fan just from like a a spectator base but I really love playing ultimate. Like I really do love the game, Um, but it's harder for me to find people who are as enthusiastic about ultimate as players are about melee for like the general population of melee players just seem to actually like they have no shame in liking their game. Whereas ultimate players is not the same. That's that's one thing that I think I wish ultimate would kind of take from melee. Um, But
0: yeah, I think there's a there's an eighty twenty, there's a reversal in how often melee players are saying, like, I, I could I can't even imagine or I can't even think of how many times I've been at nightclub and just watching the 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 streamed game going on. And I'll just turn to the person next to me, I'm like, Oh my god, this game is sick. It's just it's like it just comes out. We'd say melee sick as a way to punctuate, you know? Um and then you know, twenty percent, ten percent, very infrequently comes a situation where we're like, "Dude, there's some bullshit going on here." And then we kind of have the complaint of the day, you know, and I, that all gets aired out. Whereas I'm not trying to start a flame war between games here. It it does seem as though Ultimate is the default. Is like, all right, right now the undertone is we are all complaining about uh, Steve. It's been Steve for a minute. Mm -hmm. and everyone hates steve that's the s tier of what everyone hates but it's valid by the way i'm just saying of course no i i know that much that steve is actually Mm -hmm. omega busted like it's it's almost worse than it probably is worse than like brawl metanite i i I can't speak to the specifics but i fan worthy for sure no take on the decision but that's like the the undertone so that's kind of bullshit to begin with like your game is kind of bullshit if there's a, a dlc character that just breaks the game the, the meta right that sucks that, that's, that's worth complaining that
1: is about. That, that's like the problem with ultimate is that see luckily we don't have very many steves in my region and also at the at my level of play I'm pretty much not losing to someone because they're playing steve or kazia or something like that because like the there's still something I could do I feel like but the better you get you definitely see a lot of like the better playing better player losing more in ultimate due to jank and due to um kind of like dlc bs and also like i think that it's way easier to skill gap someone almost in melee than it is in ultimate because the game is like ultimate is i think a pretty deep game in a lot of ways but and there's so many different characters that can kind of have different privileges that it can be like very there 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 are people in my region who I think we're pr'd and didn't even like play the game outside of tournament. Like you can really flowchart a lot of things. You can like take the easy path. You can really win by cheese, and if you get tilted by cheese, then you can then like you shouldn't play the game. Uh, but, or you have to just accept that that's part of the game, and you can't you can't take the game that seriously because if you do, it kind of leads to. I think a lot of mental hurdles that you have to grapple with that it really isn't there because like I just think melees even if it's not perfectly balanced there's so much of like the skill ceiling that constantly and skill expression in the game that I think you don't really see um, people really complain about like may people complain about Puff or something like that well Ultimate had Sonic which is like kind of the puff equivalent it's the character that can lame you out and will um but sonic isn't even our main concern right now like sonic is fine compared to like steve and like all the random tech or like other characters and also the game just isn't the the meta hasn't developed that much like melee hasn't been patched really since like i mean i mean besides ucf and things like that but um, the other cool thing about the game that I also think is lost from the current ultimate players is that the game hasn't been patched. There's still so much to explore in the game. But um people don't really see that. And I know that because I came from like the melee side of things and I was like like if ultimate was still getting patches, I kind of would be that would almost de incentivize me to play the game because it would be less stable whereas i like seeing the i i want to see is, is ultimate going to turn into league of legends where the meta is playing a lot of different characters and having like you're in champ select and you're like they go this i go that they go this i go that or is it going to there's still new tech being opened up where is it or is it going to keep going in this direction that to me is what's exciting about ultimate um but there's a lot of things that I envy about me- melee and I really just like to steal a lot of things from melee because I think from the competitive side of things they're just way above the meta in terms of even like skill like melee is like on the get healthy to improve your bracket results tier of like optima- optimizing things where ultimate it's like some people vouch review not everybody though you know
0: well let me let me uh jump off on the that one of the last points you made on um, how the ultimate meta is is very new. I haven't thought of it that way. It, it definitely resonates. And do you? Know, how long ago was the last patch, real quick? Do you know? Um,
1: I don't. It was before I started um, playing competitively, but I think it was like twenty nineteen, like a year and a half ago, maybe.
0: I'll look it up. But I, I, I got it.
1: Probably a year, a year and a half.
0: So it looks like the latest ultimate patch was released December 1st, 2021. This final update was released. Um, and this was 13.0.1. Um, when was Steve released? Probably in, in that update. Um, it looks like, hold on. Steve's update. Steve came out. 2020 are you sure fighters oh uh no, yeah, that was 2020 yeah the game came out in 2017 so it makes sense so 2021 is the last time so so you could say that ultimate it's its current form, it's certainly this patch but you could say the game itself really only started in 2021 late 2021 but basically it's less than two years old right now um in its current iteration and i think that's starting to show a little bit in how at least my close friend group which is pretty firmly a melee group there's no there's no ultimate players but there's become more of an appetite to kind of follow the scene and just a bit more interest i think part of it is yeah there's sort of like a trust there that this is this is kind of a game that you look away, you look back. It's the same game, different meta. That's fun. Um, it's not, you know. I'm also a Dota 2 player, you know, here and there. And there's something to be said about big overhaul patches, but that's not a fighter, right? That needs games like League of Legends and Dota, the MOBAs, and and um, to some extent, like Overwatch and things like that those, I think, thrive on patches. You you need that. But a fighter, I think, it melee goes to show that, yeah, you make a good game, you let it ride, and if if it has enough legs, it will stand on its own for a long time. Um, And so, yeah, I've been seeing my melee friends become a bit more interested in following what's going on with Ultimate, especially because, as you said, it seems that there's a meta-developing of counterpicking and having pocket characters because so many characters are more or less balanced. It's a much more balanced game. Um, which is absurd considering that there's so many more characters. Um, I think that's really cool. And and I hope that um going forward, I I do want to kind of pivot a little bit, but I hope going forward you could be our sort of ambassador for the ultimate scene. Uh you know, time and time again checking in how's the grind going, but also what are you seeing in the in the, the meta and the competitive scene and all that. Does that sound all right with you?
1: Oh, I'm so down to give the the ultimate update as I see it translate it to uh, from a to a melee player perspective, I guess, or as best as I can.
0: Yeah, well, you have uh, a good angle on both for sure. So so that's going to be uh, I'm going to be hitting you up for that for sure. But I, I do want to pivot a little bit. Um, we're not over on time. I know I mentioned half an hour, but we're vibing. So let's just ride this out. If you have a hard out, just let me know. We'll We'll cut it short, but. Um, I wanted to talk a bit about the wannabes specifically, um, because speaking of having a good vantage point, um, you've heard, you've listened to our episodes more than we have at this point.
1: And, <laughs> Probably, honestly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and to to, you know, to defend myself a little bit, it's weird listening to you know, your own voice. Did you listen to your own episode, the one we did before?
1: uh i did a while ago i typically don't like listening to it either i'll listen to it immediately or i'll listen to it way into the future so i kind of forget what i said and then i'm like oh let me see if i have the same if i would have said the same thing
0: yeah i think i have enough distance where some of these interviews um i might go back and just see what's going on because yeah the one i listened to today was eye-opening um but i wasn't that bad anyway not the point um so you talked a bit about kind of the value you're getting out of it even as an ultimate player. I think that's super rad. I'm um uh, definitely interested to hear and this is a little bit of um, you know, to to maybe get a bit of an ego boost. Maybe maybe part of me is just like, yeah, I want to hear good things about well, you know, the work I've done and and all that, but um I'm curious what what goes through your mind when let's say we ha- you know, comparing what we've done to the potential of what could be done or, or what this next batch of episodes could look like or, or just what what going forward, you know, what would you like to see as um, someone who's officially an admin, someone on the team? What What's uh, what do you think?
1: There, there's so many. Well, first of all, definitely need you to send me some stock footage so I can make some wannabe TikToks um but i think the most exciting thing about going into the new era of the wannabes is that it is it feels less rigid and more kind of go with the flow but with enough um enough like structure to you know stay afloat whereas i think at the end game of wannabes where we left off in season two or three wherever it was um man i don't did we have a season three or is that where it ended um was season two at the very end
0: uh season three it was like four episodes and then then it ended yeah so uh, i, think I we're feel like seasons by the way I don't, I don't like the idea of seasons it implies an end to things but yeah go on
1: um but I think that, uh, like, at that time, I wish instead of going harder, we you go the route that you went now where you're kind of less... You put less effort into... Um, or less rigidness on... Either, like, editing or production value. or And, like, the show still has a good production value. Um, but having it be a fun thing that you get value out of by doing the show and that like the the listener what we care about as listeners um is really just getting those updates hearing thoughts seeing how um you tackle problems and honestly about them right because you might not always have the answers to the problems in the current time which is fine Um, that's also kind of part of the fun because then sometimes later on you figure it out. And I, like I alluded to you in, uh, one of the text messages, I was listening to the wannabes podcast, one of the earlier episodes, and you had basically figured out a system for yourself when it came to like doing something creative that you, after, over the course of the pandemic, you lost. Um, and I remember talking to you about it and we were, we would have discussions trying to like work out this problem. And then I was like, oh my gosh, JD actually already solved this problem for himself in the past. But then COVID kind of like wrecked everybody's like, I don't want to say schedule. It wrecked a lot of things, but sure. the balance of things. A rhythm. Um, yeah, the rhythm that's so, um, that was interesting to me too, is like, sometimes you've answered problems for yourself in the past that through the show that that's why i do think it'd be interesting for you to like go back and listen to episodes where um it's like oh okay well that you had problems with in the future and it's like oh i wish i knew i had this clip to send to you like like future you of you solving this problem, like 2019 JD, I could send like something from like 20 to, to 2020 JD or something like that. Um, so that's cool. And also just like the never ending, I think competing is always a relationship to some degree. And it's always going to, It. I don't think it's at least for you and myself, cause I, and maybe everybody, but I would say it, Speaking for myself, it's always constantly changing. And I think that's a good thing. Like, I think it should be that way instead of forcing it to be consistent and seeing that in other seeing that kind of validated or seeing your takes on things or wills takes on things. It's also really interesting, like watching back and seeing where you two would differ, but also not differ. That was also like very cool. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. I'm just really excited for a lot of different things. (laughs) Kind of ranting on.
0: No, that's the whole. That's the vibe, man. Um, It will be a different show without Will, and I'm I'm really hesitant to pressure. And I think, think in the back of my mind, I think he's gonna come back. That has nothing to do with. He's not giving me any indication. I just, Mm -hmm. I think this guy just needed a solid break. And just knowing how people deal with melee and deal with burnout and just deal with life circumstances, it's, it's going to take, it's going to take as long as it needs, just like with me. And, you know, even the, there's a gap between coming back to playing melee to then feeling like, wait, I've been, I've been back for a minute and I haven't felt the urge to, to take a step away again. So so maybe, maybe the podcast makes sense. So that that's neither here nor there, but yeah, I, I yeah do want to keep the same ethos of just documenting what I'm going through mostly because that's easy as fuck. Like I'm, I'm not trying to make this another job. I, I really am just trying to like rediscover what having a little bit of direction and just what conversations feel like when you press the recording button as opposed to just having conversations with friends and in a lot of ways it's um it's the intrinsic value that i kind of forgot about and now i'm immediately rediscovering it's like oh yeah this shit owns like this is just fun this is just cool and um you know this just comes to mind a little off topic but i've already alluded to this and and given credit to, to you and, and J Lo specifically for giving me the kind of external motivation. Um but, you know, this time around I, I would I I kinda have a new struggle, which is like recognizing I I I do kinda need some some external motivation. I, I do need a little bit of love, I think, to um the the train moving when you know the motivation isn't there or i i kind of lose sight or if other things come up or like you know there's the holidays coming around things like that right so it's kind of a new attitude and, and maybe just a new thing i'm recognizing where um yeah there's going to be still struggles especially cuz i i know how hard it is to launch or relaunch or or to get viewership thankfully we have a bit of a foundation this time around so it's kind of like a soft relaunch and and way easier to start from where we're at now <laughs> than from from absolute zero, right? And so that gives a little bit of um of wind behind the sails also. So, yeah, in terms of of what we're going to talk about, there's always the attitude of like we'll find it. I don't want to plan too far ahead. I I do want to have more kind of topic-based conversations than like interview backstory-based conversations. Um mm-hmm. because frankly, they those all look the same and those can and the 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 really interesting stuff can come out if it's there and if it's not there then at least we have something that's like topical and interesting to, to converse about you know and and to be honest like most people in the scene have it's very similar origin stories it's not not the most fascinating thing to be like so what did you start playing and they're like the, the documentary i'm like oh cool did you did you watch all of it and they're like yeah, I watched the whole thing. I'm like, sick. I mean, I you do <laughs> think that
1: is like the probably one of the best aspects of the wannabes, not the 1v1s, but like the, I mean, the 1v1s are great, but it's really about the topics within the show. Um, and I think I'm going to be a little bit meta with this, um, but
0: more meta than we're being right now.
1: Yeah. A li- I'm gonna see if I can get there, um, but we're talking about the like how y- the benefits and you having the show kind of helps you um, in the game or in life, like having gives you that boost. And one of my friends slash he also coaches me. He's been streaming recently. He's been streaming Ultimate, and a part of the reason why he's streaming it is just to make him. He kind of hit a wall with practice, and it is helping him really kind of approach practicing and approach things from a different perspective. And I think that when you're a lot of what would happen in the wannabes, whether it's one v one, you're talking with Will, you're talking about things with yourself, but or like just to the audience, is having that perspective of there is going to be an audience changes gives you a different lens on how you're viewing um either what your 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 issues, your problems, you're not lost in your head and like overthinking it to yourself. You can kind of have like a balancing board. So like on some ways I think that also helps you in the game. And then there are different ways of like it I think it's therapeutic obviously I know it's been said a million times on the show, but having that Lens where you're working, like let's say you're talking, your topics are probably going to be based on things that you're talking, thinking about all the, all the time already anyway. So having the different lenses of, okay, this is how I perceive this thing. Now that I'm saying it out loud and I'm talking about it, um, sometimes that's all you even need to do when it's not in your own head. But it, there's so many times where you can listen to the the podcast where as you're saying it, the problem already like solves itself into like already like it just kind of clicks because you're giving it to another audience or another perspective and you're not kind of just like over for me I'm a big overthinker right so I think that's a part of the appeal of the show is kind of seeing those moments where things click and you're like oh okay I'm gonna try this thing and sometimes there there's not even advice needed it's like oh Based on what I just said, it's pretty obvious where the problem lies and what the solution is. But I didn't really think about it until I said it out loud, and that's—it's a really cool process to see someone like live problem solving in real time um, in that kind of environment. Because also a lot of those problems are things that almost every competitor goes through. In some way or fashion, or some types of competitors go through, um, for instance, you talk a lot about um and I was listening to an episode before um, you talked about you do better in bracket than in friendlies, and you're talking about how still uh, the case. you wish huh
0: that's still the case
1: yeah and but that's the case for me too but and from my perspective i'm just like i like that i would rather be better in bracket than in friendlies
2: Oh,
1: i think i I don't
0: everyone in the world would prefer that you know it's 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 certainly better
1: (laughs) yes and also we can have a topic we can save that topic for another time because i don't want to derail us but i do think that i have found my own secret sauce to that formula uh being on being a terrible friendlies player um based on like your conversation see this is the other thing there's so many things that like you'll be having conversations and i'm like wait i've gone through this too and i've solved this problem in my own way um that is different and it's interesting to see if like if that would work for you or not um But so that's interesting, and I have in the future. I'm definitely going to ask you for some advice on specific problems. So uh, that will be a thing. Just a heads up. Sure. I might just text them to you, honestly. Too. It doesn't have to be on the show,
0: dude. Open, open channel. I've been, um, I've been having so many conversations. It's it's every nightclub. It's on it's on farm at this point. Where I, you know, the the other, you know, mid PR players. And, you know, we all kind of have this little um, little fraternal bond where, you know, we understand somewhat that a lot of players are, their goal is to be where we're at. Because that was our goal very, very recently. Um, and you see the, the feeling of the achievement, or you, you feel the, the, that kind of glow evaporate so quickly after the the goal is met, right? And so we have to constantly reassure ourselves. Like, what are we doing? Why are we here? And what are we doing wrong that we can't get this feeling back? Like, why why are we losing? Why 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 do you keep beating me? Is a conversation that I've had both ends of the spectrum, right? And mm-hmm. it is the constant battle. It's the Sisyphian relationship we have with improvement and with you know. Competition, the the conversation you you said or you uh, you called it that um, is just so fucking delicious. It's like if we don't take a step back to really call on it as like the organism, the living kind of structure that it is, then I think it loses some of that appeal because we get lost in either short term results or um, existential issues like why am i spending so much time on a video game it's like when you're in it you know why so remember that right it's the same sort of issue that we have when we have a when we play in a tournament and we barely lose we taste defeat so so bitter on our tongue we, we feel it with every essence of our being right a little uh hyperbolic but you, you follow me here and mm-hmm. we're on the train ride home and we're just sitting in it and maybe we sad tweet maybe we take notes maybe we just play games on our phone maybe we smoke or drink or eat and it, it's a little less bitter the next day and sometimes you grind sometimes you turn that into positive momentum and you you say Fuck it, i'm gonna work on this and i'm gonna get better and sometimes you just cope and you move on and you don't fix the things you you need to, and then sometimes after practicing, after grinding, you lose harder. But after coping, <laughs> you come back and you have the best tournament of your life. There's no true, like, I you know, the willpower almost doesn't exist in this game. It's it's kind of absurd. Like you can you cannot will yourself to win. It is such an mm-hmm. ephemeral butterfly-in-the-fist situation that we're dealing with. And, and the only way through is, I think, active conversations and just camaraderie. So I, I, I hope that sets the tone. I hope that's the, a, a thesis statement. I'm really happy this is my first conversation coming back because I, I know that you have been really keen on the exact themes and, and um, issues and topics that are the most valuable throughout the years and then we've had some lame conversations too but we don't have to talk about i mean yeah uh oh
1: man i have do you mind if i leave off because i'm sure you're probably trying to wrap soon um please do you mind if i i do lead off with a a question um it's about goal setting and i want to i'll update when i if i come back on or when i come back on Um, we, we, I'll update however this went for me. Um, but I'm having, I'm, my initial goal when competing was, I don't really know, actually it was to make content because I kind of want to make the wannabes-esque content, but for TikTok, but like more like narrative, really documenting the journey of playing like on a normal to bad level and like what the process is in between, not really like the peak there I don't really care about peak content I want like the real rawness of you know every day like the show um, but I have a problem with goal setting in general like now I have my one month goal but in general I don't really goal set that much um, because I'm scared to almost I don't know if like I have a, a long or a mid-ish term goal a month from now where I do feel like that's kind of helpful because it feel like feel like feels like I get more space. Um, but in terms of like peak goal, I don't really have any aspirations to become PR, even within my state. Like I wanna win a local at some point. I'd love to do as much damage as possible, but I also think that my time competing in the game is limited just because I'm getting older also like the ultimate crowd is younger and as when the next game comes out as it skews younger and younger I'm not really sure that I like I don't want really want that to become my peer group um, so in my mind I'll still compete maybe in a different game but my yeah, ultimate timeline Melee kills my hands is part of the problem. <laughs> All right, well, we'll talk about um, that. But,
0: but what's yeah, what's what's your question?
1: So how do you approach goal setting in general? Like, I know you have the long-term goal of being uh, top 100 at some point. And I think that's pretty good because it gives you a sense of direction and it's not super... You you give yourself patience and time to do it. But for more like, mid-term, short-term and kind of long-term goals do you goal set have you practiced doing goal setting and like played around with how that affects things because i'm assuming it's different per person and it's also different per like use case in some sense and like like the one month goal setting i kind of like because it feels limited and like kind of um not immediate but not permanent which makes me feel less existentialism, I guess. But for you, like, what is your journey of how do you feel about goals? When do you think what types of goals do you do set? What does work? What doesn't work? Or sometimes things work. Sometimes things don't work because I'm trying to deal with this right now where I'm not really sure what I want it to be healthy for myself is the real thing and I don't really know when it becomes healthy and unhealthy. And you mentioned people hitting that goal and becoming like, oh, maybe they hit PR and they kind of lose everything. And I don't have any aspirations to be PR, but I'm wondering if goal settings can like how can I avoid falling into that trap but also set goals that are
0: healthy and like help me in general. Yeah. Um I'll start by saying I've I think i have a pretty deep rooted aversion to goals which is strange because i do have one that's well documented that i want to be top 100 that is a goal mm-hmm. i don't think about it that much but i do optimize around it insofar as i in this next coming year i've i've planned out to some extent which majors I need to attend in order to be eligible for the rankings if the results pour out. So I did that this year. I think if I had a, like two more wins or one, uh, you know, another win or whatever, if I if I overperformed this year, then I would have been eligible to be voted top one hundred, and that's in my control. I especially with enough time and and with. A stable career and uh, um, a partner that is um, on my side and, and supportive like I, I have the components necessary to reach that one goal now I also hit the PR for for New York last season that was not a goal until I until I hit it and realized it, like it felt good to achieve it and that kind of in retrospect I think that moment kind of cleared up a lot where you don't need to have something be a goal to have it feel good when you when you unlock it when you achieve that. It can surprise you, and it could be a result of just having other sorts of I'm trying to find a, a, a synonym for goal here, but to have a, a, another to optimize your life in a different direction or in a the same direction but with um, a different set of goggles on that you're you're really focusing on different aspects of that journey right so for me it was realizing i enjoyed going to the nightclub so i tried to make it as often as i could and on a week-to-week basis it was a matter of can i make sure i'm not losing balance i'm, I'm going out i'm losing sleep on wednesdays i'm getting home a bit late i'm trying to find other times to spend time with ashley and try not to burden her too much with the dog and make, you know there's there's ways that I need to fig, you know configure my life around going to the tournaments but because I enjoyed it and because I felt like I can make it healthy I just I you know I optimized my life so that I can go to a melee tournament every Wednesday okay in terms of smash improvement that's kind of been the cornerstone of it in some weeks the only time I've played but uh, you know if we're talking strictly smash I just think going to a competition at least once a week is a fantastic goal because it will set in motion everything else you need. If you are losing, that's a great motivator to grind, to work on what you need to, or it won't until eventually it it will. I I think even if it doesn't immediately hit you where every week you're sitting down and you're working on what you need for next week, as long as you're keeping that thread alive and you're going to the, at least a tournament every week or, you know, Three a month, then there you go. Um, a similar I have, I have a goal in comedy, which is by I think I think it was I said like, uh, June or July of next year, I would like to have three a month three sets uh, three gigs each month um, That one's a little less tangible and and we'll see if that comes to fruition, but you know there's things in my control getting a set. Truly, it's not that hard because an open mic counts. Things that I don't need to get booked, I just put myself on, that counts. So, you know, I I have a bit of a history with going back and forth on goals, on setting goals and not achieving them. And ultimately, it feels pretty shitty to go down the path of, you know, attempting something and then not seeing yourself follow through and then things fall apart. I think, you know, as, as my brother in arms in ADHD, we have a, a tendency to have grand ideas and then you know pretty quickly they they evaporate because we are on to the next thing and and you know it's good to be aware of that but you know at the end of the day my relationship with goals is pretty flimsy i have a couple main ones but where i'm at now is I, i just try to keep a decent head of what my needs are and that sets the tone a bit better of you know, living my life. If if I feel like I'm gaming too much, or if I'm ignoring responsibilities, or if I'm, you know, being unhealthy, then if I just try to keep an eye on that, I'll be a little better off than you know, looking at myself and saying I'm not pushing towards my goal of being top one hundred right now. And then you know I feel shitty, but it's not because I'm not playing melee. It's because I haven't done the dishes in two days, or. I haven't had a banana in a month. Things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so focusing on needs, I think, is a good a good starting point. And um, therapy, man. Last couple of months I had a goaded therapist. And shout outs to getting married where I could switch insurance. Because um, these are five copays motherfucker. So good. But damn, what? Right? Isn't that Let's insane? Go. So so yeah, yeah that's I'm paying, awesome. Paying twenty bucks a month for four sessions a month. It's it's insane. Um so yeah he's been really helpful in just like unlocking things and giving me uh, just taking some burden off my shoulders, because, yeah, especially melee players, you said it, there's a seriousness that can really weigh us down, and um, just because we're not pushing towards a goal that we tell ourselves we're going to achieve, like, zoom out a bit, man. Like what, what's, what's really important? What are you optimizing for? Are you trying to be the best player in the world? Or are you trying to be your best? So, you know. So, good question. Wow, that's a good way to end it, huh?
1: Yeah, it it also I think it circles back because like I said, I mean originally I started competing because I wanted to have that balance to synergize my actual well-being as a whole. So, I guess to circle it all the way back to that kind of kind of poetic in some way and i really do appreciate i feel like you validated a lot of things that i think about it so anyway thank you i appreciate
0: it that right. thank you this was a great return to form i feel like um, this is kind of exactly what i wanted the conversation to turn into look at this we're at an hour that's insane um, any final words uh, do you want to plug your socials do you want to kind of put anything out there as we wrap this up
1: um, follow the wannabes TikTok because I'm gonna plan on putting stuff on the wannabes TikTok at some point. Maybe not. I'm not gonna set a goal for it, but <laughs> within hopefully I'll set a, a light goal. Well, hopefully within a month. Hopefully, but I'm not I'm not don't don't have your hopes up. But uh, if I can get a link to that to JD in a some time, I will link it. Hopefully, it'll be somewhere. <laughs> And all the wannabes on
0: TikTok. Well, here's, we'll here's a good week-long goal. TikTok. If you could, uh, if you could just get the channel up, then we can link it in this this episode.
1: Oh, the channel exists. I there already made the TikTok.
0: That's all that matters. There's actually wannabes content on there too. Oh so. shit! Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. Applicable. Perfect. All right, man. Well, yeah. Again, thanks so much, and um, hopefully you can listen to this immediately or in a few years. <laughs> Melee. That was Matt Ventus. He'll be back for show. He's our uh, ambassador to Ultimate after all. All right. What's next? We have my long term, long time competitor friend, Bills. Now, I promised him a good intro. I'll be honest. I started recording without looking up exactly what his accolades are but we we cover it enough and um without getting into specifics i just want to harp on a few points now it is clearly a bias whenever whenever anyone talks about their boy who's the hidden boss who just wait till you see him you know um and uh, bills is is a player where it is almost comical how good he is. It, it it just goes to show that like there's just so much, uh, so much of a rising tide of extremely good players that at a coin flip will make either 60th on the top hundred or just fall short for one reason or another. And last year it was, uh, Kind of his own decision to not pursue that which was right in front of him. We go into that a bit. But Billy is a good fucking player. And that's important. And maybe it shouldn't be as important as it is, but that's just the reality of this community of of taking Melee seriously and being involved. It's It's the reason why I really made a point to pursue the podcast and pursue the commentary and at times content because uh, simultaneously with becoming a better player and never giving that up. And and part of that's because I just want to be a good player, but there's, there's a sort of respect that only comes with results and only comes with skill to back it up. And, um, at times that could be unfortunate, and I know a lot of extremely talented commentators and frontmen and tos and people who practically hold the the scene up and keep it going way more than any individual top player. That um just don't they don't get no respect, and um I, I don't know. It's just it, I feel compelled to to say off the top that one. I called it in advance because later down the road, when when Bill's inevitably makes that list and makes an upset or gets top eight or just you know starts fucking people up in his thirties, um, I knew him when, and uh, I don't want to hear it. Okay, that's part of it for my own <laughs> my own clout, but. We talk a lot about balance and and about becoming an adult, the, the original wannabes themes, and he's really doing it. He's legitimately finding a way to stay good and own property and have a successful dating life and a career that he enjoys and goes to concerts and has lots of different friend groups like he, he truly is one of the most balanced people in the scene and he's he fucks me up all the time all way too much right oh fucking billy man he's got my goat <laughs> love i love him so much and i i want this to be um just a snapshot of the mindset i think it takes to have longevity in a game that seems to encourage meteoric rises. Take your time, you'll get there. But um, you know, keep your shit in order. Be an adult, you know. Don't uh Don't don't go gung ho if it's not for you. Anyway, this is Bills. Hope you enjoy it all right we're here with bills i already gave you the intro before i think i will later but happy to have you man long time uh long time coming yes sir man playing you for how many freaking years now dude
3: it's got to be at least what six or seven something like that teaming playing chilling
0: doing it all yeah dude uh, definitely one of the earlier people i've played that i was thinking about this earlier where I have a lot of people where I've played them for the whole time, and it's you and JoJo are the only two that have always had my number. It's usually me having someone else's number if I play them for a long, long time, or at least back and forth. Um, But it's it's kind of a special relationship, right? I I think it shows up sometimes when we play our, our sessions. And I just get tilted and yell at you and stuff.
3: <laughs> yeah. You call out some fake sponsors and, money and that kind of thing. Yeah, I hear yeah. you.
0: <laughs> yeah, Call you a fascist, all that fun stuff. Yeah, uh, of course, man. Of course. <laughs> just for your play style, not your political views. Let me, let me put that out there. Um, but yeah, I mean, ever since you came back from um, January 6th, you've just been.
2: <laughs> oh God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm messing around, but yeah, man, it's, uh, it's been really cool playing you throughout the years and, I know leading into this, uh, the, the big topics we had were pretty much just, like, playing the game after a long period of time and, and not putting it down, really, and just becoming an adult, right? Like, I, I, I want to fa- phrase this as a question and get you started, but um, first off, like, when, when did you start really taking the game seriously, and what are some of the kind of eras you've been on where... You were either more or less serious or, or uh, more or less competitive. And um, where do you find yourself now?
3: Yeah, sure. So as far as uh, like me playing Melee, so I first started playing Melee like towards the tail end of 2014. Um, previously, I, I had always loved Smash. So not to make this like all whole intro segment here, but you know, like many of us, right? I love Smash since I was a kid. Um, and I had gone to some brawl tournaments when I was like really young. I was like 13. So we're talking like, maybe 2010 or something like that. And I always just loved uh the competitive scene. Um, you know, getting out there and meeting people, playing games, working on like, you know, trying to get better to like, you know, the idea of kind of like moving up the ladder, try to be the best. As far as brawl, I was asset brawl, like terrible. Like the whole group I play with, we were all really bad. Yeah. Like we knew about like competitive stuff even, but just I didn't understand things like the concepts of like neutral game and you know, like, I just, I don't know, like, combos in that game are obviously very limited and all that. Um, I kind of got into, like, more traditional fighters for a couple years. And then, you know, Melee, as it was kind of on the come up again, you know, post-doc and all that, I started to see all these videos and stuff, like, all, like, you know, the summer of Smash 2014, watching shit. And then, you know, like, end of 2014, there were some tournaments at my venue. I'm like, hey, I like Smash, right? Like, I'm more of a brawl guy, but I'll give this Melee a shot. And, Yeah the scene was popping off around that time as I'm sure it was for you in your area and like, you know, many areas of the U S and I've been playing like really ever since then. So we're going on like, you know, yeah, nine years now for melee. Um, And then, yeah, I would say I've been like these, it's tough to say like those first few years, I would say were my most active as far as like going to my local every week, always practicing at home, like all that kind of shit. And like that really, you know, I do look back on that time really fondly, just like, starting off as a complete scrub basically as like i said like you know a lot of people were new to the game but that was a fun period in like 2014 2015 even like 2016 to an extent where it's like i feel like you could you know work on some stuff get good learn some new techniques and you could really like see the advancement as far as like placements and ladder rankings and like you know all that kind of stuff so um yeah i i don't know i feel like i could go on for a minute but you know i've been playing Ever since then, really, like I even like, you know, I lived in Japan for a bit. I played over there, came back. And I would say in like recent years, I haven't been as much of like a locals monster, but you know, I still love the game. I play net play like a lot, like a lot, a lot. Um, always trying to get better. And I do go to some tournaments and, you know, I'm always out there to try to do my best at these tournaments and stuff.
0: Well, I definitely will say this in the intro, but um, this is something you won't say, because I think you're, for the most part, outwardly humble um you are a hundred percent a top 100 player right in terms of skill um, i don't know about that one Chief. no it's it, i mean you have to take it from someone who's playing these people every week right and just stacking you up with uh, it's just a frame of knowledge right like you if you could beat me th- as consistently as you do then you're a top 100 player and that that's gonna maybe turn off some viewers or, or people are like all right shut the fuck up jd but for real it's that that's the level that that you and to a lesser extent i am operating under is is shooting for that goal right
3: yeah i think that's a good way to put it i could see myself as top 100 in the sense that uh you know 200 people are top 100 300 where it's like kind of chipping away at that like 120 you know 90s kind of range like would i put myself in there absolutely not um is there a world I could be in there maybe maybe right but like de- definitively no no <laughs>
0: well, what was the last major you went to and what did you place so
3: all right the last major I participated in was uh Collision uh 2023 that was March of 23 um I did get 33rd at that tournament so for me that's that's a very that was my best major placing actually I had a really solid run um so I I get that like you know if you look <laughs> at that ranking like yes that is a very good run right but that is like uh you know for me that was the first time I really felt like I went out to a major and I really like got it done like I just felt like I beat the people I was supposed to beat played solidly um you know even my sets that i lost i feel like they were i put on a decent you know decent account of myself like but you know i i do think a lot of like you know the rankings and stuff it does come down to like that activity and not just like activity but like having that tournament meant like uh tournament mentality you know tournament grit and like being able to stay composed and not get upset at lots of events so you know i i i appreciate it you know obviously of course man but i also (laughs) I, i gotta show respect to the people you know who are out there putting like you know putting themselves in the line, that warrior spirit. And uh, that's something I don't bring to the table necessarily.
0: Yeah. And I'll back you up there. I, I definitely, I'm not saying that as a way to be like throwing my hands up, like what a bullshit list. My boy bills isn't on it. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's, I think anyone worth their salt and has been in the scene for at least a few years knows that, as you said, there's 200 or whatever. There's a ton of players of that caliber that will, you know, it just comes down to attendance and then performance for that year. And, you know, it kind of makes the top 100 list a bit of a, um, just top 100 competitors or like the aggregate of top 100 of who placed the best that year. That's really all it comes down to because there's no, it's so fluid. Who's a better player and it's subjective and it's matchup and bracket dependent and all this bullshit. Right. But really what, what that leads to is, our our larger point and our kind of theme here, um, you know, keeping melee in our lives as we're, you know, young adults, you know, late twenties, uh, professionals. Uh, you just bought a home. Congrats on that, by the way. Oh, that was this thank year. Thank you,
3: man. Thank you.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. I'm chilling it right now, talking to you. So, it's been <laughs> so, nice. so you know, these are things that were not on our mind in the slightest when we started playing the game. We we just knew we liked it and we liked competition and we made friends and um it was something that we can see improvement on and and push ourselves and now we are you know we're seeing people in our class you know we me and you are in the same class so to speak right we started like within a year of each other pretty much um we're seeing some people in our class become the top two of the top five players in the world um and other people burn out and, and put the game down after either achieving great things or just kind of, you know, sputtering out, um, moving to other parts of the country. You know, I think there's way more people in the second camp that come in, maybe, you know, beat our ass for a few months or a few years <laughs> and then quit before we could ever get that win on them. <laughs> things like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, here we are. And. My mind goes to a million reasons why I have, you know, kept this game in my life and the different phases of not playing it or playing it. But, um, you know, as as someone who has just, you know, you you went to a tournament this year. You went to Collision. You and I placed ninth. By the way, sticking that yeah. one out there. That was yeah, the that first was time dope. Ever teaming. <laughs> that was dope. Um, so we you know we still have you know the dog in us, right? We have we got those dog hands, but yeah. um we also have a lot of other priorities right so um what what do you think as what do you think of as like the the what just what comes to mind when i when i bring all of this up right like where are your priorities now what what does your life look like with melee involved
3: yeah no it's a good it's interesting thought yeah like it's hard to say, man, because I feel like there's part of me that like uh, it, it never like part of me never gives up the whole like wanting to just get good, wanting to be better, wanting to like be the best. Right. Right. And the best I, I say that relatively. Right. Because like, am I trying to like win a super major? Like, I mean, day of. Yeah. Like anyone you put in front of me, I'm ready to like try and knock them down. OK, but like, you know, obviously I'm not spending the time to set myself up for that. And if I'm not getting that, I'm not like losing sleep over it necessarily. But there is still that part of me where I'm always out there trying to play people. Like, you know, we're in some similar, like, circles, similar discords. You see that I'm always asking, yo, anyone trying to play anyone trying to play? Like, I'm always trying to stay fresh. Like, you know, it, it, you know, stay, like, you know, not, not only maintain, but like, you know, work to improve. I love the gameplay, of course. Like I just, I like playing it it's almost like, you know, like sparring or something like that for me. um But at the same time, right. Like I don't really have the drive to do things like, like go out to locals consistently. Okay. And, you know, for a long time, that was, you know, kind of in part of, like, competition wasn't really that good, that kind of thing. But, like, you know, now I'll I'll put respect where it's due, right? Like, there are a couple players in this area who could definitely give me a run for my money. But I don't really feel the drive to go out there and prove myself that I'm better than them. So, like, that's where it's, like, I I almost have, like, uh, it's almost like a a contradiction almost, right? Where it's, like, I do want to be good. And it's like, you know, there are limited opportunities where I feel like, you know what, this makes sense for me to go to like collision last year and signed up again, by the way, looking forward to that. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, on like a week to week basis, uh, you know, the thought, you know, I get off work, going home for 15 minutes and going back out to an eight man local and then getting home late at night. uh, It just doesn't really appeal to me like it once did at a certain time. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know why that is exactly. I don't know if it's because, you know, not toot my own horn, like I am kind of perceived as the best in my area now. So is it kind of just like, uh, oh, well, what am I getting out of this, right? If I win, I was expected to win. If I lose, you know, oh, I lost, right? Like, I don't know if it's that's part of what drives it. Like, I don't have that same, like, drive to prove it. There's really not a financial incentive, to be honest. Like, and that's, you know, that's just, it is what it is, right? Like, I have a full-time job. I'm very comfortable, like, you know, financially. So those little tournament winnings aren't really doing much for me anymore, but yeah it, it just becomes hard man i think like work is part of it like once i'm done working like i don't want to go drive back out to go to a fucking venue to, excuse me i don't know if this is esports I must swear, but go back out to a venue and play people for a few hours when as far as like quality of play i'm getting great quality of play online like i have great people to play against you know friends and like other people on ranked and the like like so, yeah, I, j- I just feel like it takes a lower priority because like, there's just, I don't know, between working, I don't really necessarily feel like going out late on a weeknight. And then on my weekends, like I got stuff going on, man. So it's like the thought of driving like four hours across upstate New York. Uh, it just doesn't do it for me like it used to anymore. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's I that's why it's like I'm definitely, uh you know, I you, you got a great thing going down in the city where it's like you jump on the train.
0: How, how far is it for you to get to your uh, your venue there? To get there, I get express on the way there, which is nice. And that's about. 40 minutes 45 on the way back it's about an hour 20 to hour 40 depending on train times and stuff so getting back is kind of a pain in the ass that's why i have a few drinks (laughs) to kind of yeah Yeah. take the edge off but you know it's a passive commute i work from home so there's no uh there's no fatigue of commuting like on a day-to-day i really think it's hard to compare right and and maybe not hard to compare it they're they're completely different experiences right so um i think where you and I stand like we both kind of are getting similar things out of the game right where um we and and definitely like cut me off if this is anything you don't resonate with but um, for me like there's a comfort in knowing that um you know that this there's something that can really get me into a a flow state like playing a good melee session i'm i'm just sometimes i take it for granted because it, it's just with a few like just getting the right person and then just having the free time it 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 just takes me out it's a full not even escapism it's better than that it's it's like there's just something so so clean and like it's it's like the most productive gaming like <laughs> like you know i yeah, know it feels good
3: it feels good getting some good games in for sure
0: yeah uh, we're sweating so there must be some sort of calories getting burned somewhere um so that's part of it um as you said we're we're in a a fairly active you know close friend discord here where um the community and the the camaraderie is always there and so like playing dubs you and i are both love doubles um which you know is is it feels just like getting good one-on-one sessions in but just like a lot more hectic, a lot more dopamine driven, and just fun, just like just straight up fun, so obviously, melee video game yeah it's it's a it's a good time, but in terms of the competition, um I think you and I are also in a similar spot where I have goals, they just don't burn as as brightly. they're not as all encompassing as when I first started and was like putting in the twenty minutes. Minimum every day of like tech skill and, you know, just preparing for the upcoming major and trying to plot out all the different matchups and do all the all the work that kind of set the foundation for my skill. Like that's not happening as much, but um, finding the outlet is where we really differ. Right. It's like. I have a convenient local with, you know, if I'm, I'm flipping a coin if I'm hitting top eight every week. Right. Like comparatively, it, though, that's how many people show up to your local. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, you I'm have top to top
3: pay pretty consistently.
0: <laughs> your top pay by signing up. Else. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so you know, and I think there's there might be a little bit of guilt or a little bit of like weird, almost um, obligation you feel to enter the tournaments in the first place. But really, most melee players are just kind of following what drives them, what what they just want to do inherently. There's not too much scheming and thinking like what is best for me as a player it's really more like i want to enter like i want to get good like i want to go and then you go to the the tournament but for you you're you're grinding ranked and you're you know hitting good players up all the time hell you're you're um, jake's like number one you're you know a tra- training partner you are playing all the time right so you're getting you're getting those games in you're you're getting everything you need out of melee Local is kind of a touchy subject for the tos that see it dying in front of them, or the communities that feel like they had something really good at one point, and you know maybe slippy or maybe other reasons feel like it's a dying art. But um, at the end of the day, we are trying to keep this game in our in our lives. And if you were to hold yourself to a standard where you had to enter the local every week for whatever reason obligation or you feel like it's the right thing to do for the other people in your scene or you feel like you need to in order to keep your competitive edge or to get tournament experience whatever and it didn't and it kind of went against the grain uh, to what you wanted Um, you would probably burn out a lot faster it just wouldn't it doesn't fit your lifestyle and that's clear and that's like that's an okay decision to make you know
3: yeah and like i i had to tell myself that you know well mo- like mostly with, like you know about like this kind of locals thing but you know with some other stuff too where it's like i kind of just told myself like d- you don't have to go do things that you don't want to do basically and like that might i, I don't want to make it seem like oh man go into this fucking local or like twisting my arm or like no it's not like that but it just it is what it is man it's like you said like it's not if it's not compatible with like what i'm trying to do it's not compatible with my lifestyle then like I'm, I'm just i'm not gonna go to it i'm not gonna like go to things like for example there was a tournament recently in uh, upstate new york it was a frame tournament i've actually never been to a frame tournament in rochester they look sick i've watched them um i've enjoyed watching them and i I, you know, I thank all the competitors who do go out and enter because like i you know i'm a viewer too i love watching tournaments but you know a bunch of people ask me you know what how can we get you out here what would it take what would it take and i i again it's like i feel bad in some sense because it's like i know i i could bring value to the tournament just by entering right like i'm I'm a name of some extent right i'm not like a, like a freaking superstar here or something but like you know I'm, a, I'm the best player in albany as far as i'm concerned right like i'm a, one of the best upstate players so me going to that would be good but i i just like i just thought about it and like i just remind myself like that it's not how i want to spend my time and for that reason like that's not where I'm going to be at. Like, it's just, it's not going to happen for this kind of thing. And, you know, it's something like I come to terms with at different times. And some days I want to go local, right? Like a couple months ago, I went to like one, two, three, I went to the monthly. I went to a couple after that and uh, you know, they were fine. It was, it was all good. But then, you know, just the next week came and I was busy. Then the week after, I think I was busy. And then just the week after I was just tired. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm not going to this. (laughs) Like, so, you know, it's just something, uh, yeah, something I got to come to uh, terms with, I'd say.
0: Yeah, I mean, some some things are like going to the gym, and other things are like going outside in the cold, right? Like <laughs> you don't want to do either one, and both are unpleasant, but only one of them makes you feel good after. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's it's it, it's tricky to kind of find the line, but again, we're just talking about entering a. a we're yeah, talking we're about talking about, about game, right? yeah. Smash
3: Brothers Melee tournament, exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> it,
0: but it's it's important to put things in perspective, right? Because because for a while, this was our you know top priority or or like a big priority. Especially when I was in school, it's like I I before I met Ashley, like I could give less of a fuck about m- most else. Hi Ashley. Most else, <laughs> like I cared about grades <laughs> to an extent. Like I I could give fuck else about like my fraternity and other things. I just wanted to travel to tournaments and, and play and enter and, and make a name for myself. And um, that passion didn't go away entirely. It just kind of kept kind of hitting, uh, uh, getting knocked down a peg in terms of the priority list. And so I, I've been preaching this for a few years now, pretty much since the podcast started. But like, the best way to keep Melee in our lives is to just find where it deserves to fit and do what you need to do to keep it there and right now i was telling you before we recorded that like the reason i love going to the nightclub so much is that it doubles as just a really fun socializing event it's at a bar and so i get to go and compete and play for a few hours but then also like there's a ton of cool people there and just catch up and talk about all sorts of shit watch my favorite game being played after i'm knocked out like have a few drinks shoot the shit just be around people
3: yeah, it's got that dual purpose to it, yeah. So it's like, yeah, it does right. double up, and it's it's just overall makes it fun. I'm sure that like, they kind of uh, feed into each other, right? Like they're forgetting yeah. uh, the word, but yeah, like they, they both enhance each other. I would say like the synergy, competing better. Yeah, the synergy exactly.
0: Yeah, and and for other people, right? To get off the the topic of locals, like yeah, we're we're still talking about what I think is important to both of us, which is getting better and improving and and making a name for ourselves because. We say that yeah there's other things that take priority and there's other things that come up but like that didn't go away we still have that itch right so i want to ask you like where do you stand right now with with goals do you do you think about achieving anything in particular do you think about the top 100 list do you um hold yourself to a certain standard of play how do you how do you approach the game now compared to maybe um at your peak of of both performance and attendance
3: yeah um so it's kind of an interesting thought there yeah like i remember uh when was it i think it was last november um a bunch of these dudes were going to apex rest in peace apex and <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't gonna go and then i had a switch up in my life like a week or two before i had uh, i'd broken up my girlfriend of a long time actually so i i was like you know what like just gonna go to apex and just chill like it was way too late to register if i recall correctly but i was like i'm just gonna go hang out with the boys have myself a good time and i did really enjoy it i was like you know this like this was freaking sick man like it was close on people I, I got my friendlies in like it was a great weekend i gotta get after it i gotta get top 100 next year so i remember really telling myself yo i will be top 100 2023 i i will like i was really like believing it i was believing the hype like i can do this i'm a good player i'm gonna do it and I went out to uh, like again. I went to Collision. Had a great showing. That was, I don't know if I'd be a shoe in for top one hundred based on that showing. But you know, it was, a, it was like good a start. good. It was a good start for sure. But I just kind of had it ch- after that. I don't know what changed, man. Like I just went back through and ranked, and I just kind of was like, I don't. It's just like the thought of like going to all the tournaments and doing all that shit. Like, I, I don't know why. I just kind of lost interest. And then, you know, I discovered Paramore and I started going to concerts and it was a amazing. No, <laughs> <Well, laughs> I started going to way more concerts and shit. And then that kind of just became like my obsession for a few months. Like, I'm going to go see live music. This is going to be awesome. And it was awesome, by the way. And uh, I was just kind of like doing less Melee stuff during that time. And then kind of like, you know, we're getting into the summer, we're getting late summer. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I don't I don't think top 100s on the table for this year. I can't go to enough events, not really feeling it anymore. And then now right now, I'm like, oh, maybe I should have tried to make a run for it. Right. I don't know. So what's my current goal? Not sure. I don't know. It's like it's next year, the year to go after it. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But, you know, as far as like my gameplay, you know, again, like it's like we've said, I, I sound like a broken record here, but. I'm just I'm always trying to beat the best players possible, be competitive with the best players possible. And you know like again, I don't go to a lot of tournaments like getting like that top 8 placing or whatever. It, I mean it would be freaking awesome, don't get me wrong, like that's something I I would aim for at some point, but it's really just to like keep leveling up, leveling up, leveling up and I don't know, like I don't I don't need the result, I guess. I I don't I feel like I don't need that tournament result to feel like I'm good at the game necessarily. Or like I don't need the tournament results to validate my skill. Like I just I want the skill to just increase, which is kind of weird because like you know tournaments are kind of like our our way of like showing that. But uh, I guess for me right now that's that it's just they're not that
0: important as
3: far as like showing my skill.
0: So what's nice is that I ninety percent believe you, and this is just from knowing you. This is not this is not clapping back, but it's going to give you a little uh little of okay. your own Billy Billy sass ooh, here. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> well I I. I believe everything you're saying, right? Um, The only thing that, you know, I think changes is when it is tournament time that you are, you become locked in, like you do want it and you, and, and that's, that's the important part. And that's, that's something that's not always on. Right. Like right now we just played. And I think, you know, if, if I were to just be like taking a few games here and there, but just playing my, my absolute ass off, then you would have a similar mindset of like, oh, dude, we're both playing good. Like this is good melee, and you wouldn't really care about the wins and losses of like a friendly session. But yeah, if if you know collision's gonna come around and and day of you're gonna be prepping, you're gonna be taking it really seriously. I think it's mostly just like, it's no, it's it a, is in in the you know. in the
3: tournaments. I do care. Yes. Like I I definitely do care. Yeah, if that got lost. Like no, for sure. Like. I will say there's a limit, like there, there is a sweet balance, of course, right? Of being like, I'm here to do my thing, but I'm not going to like obsess over, it. you know what I mean? Like, that's where it becomes the <laughs> problem when it's like, sure. you know, you're you're so worried about the bad outcome, but like, yeah, as far as like, I'm in there to win. Like that's, that's what I'm there to do. Like I said, like when I met, like when I was at collision, um, you know, like again, playing pretty well, I was pretty focused. I would say I was still kind of having fun with it too. Like, I remember kind of like looking back at the boys during one of the sets, and I almost threw and I was like, oh, fucking shit. Like, dude, if I throw this, yeah, it's like, like, oh my god. But yeah, and like, maybe that's also part of why I don't go to a ton of tournaments, to be honest, because when I do go to tournaments, I do want to take it seriously, right? So it's like, yeah, I'm not in there to half ass it. Like, if I'm in there, and like, that's what I, I like, you know, in my local area, I haven't lost to a lot of the players. Like, there's a good chunk of the people around here who they've just, they they haven't taken a sit over the years. But I I fucking say, I'm like, when you play me, like, I'm trying my best. So if you get the win, you earn that fucking win. There's no asterisk. I don't believe in that shit. Like, I put my cards on the table and you got me. So it's the same thing. Like, yeah, like for the majors, I want to make sure I'm going in there prepared. I I don't want, and that's part of maybe also like with the locals. Like, if I'm not prioritizing the game to a certain level, I don't want to go to the tournament because I don't think it's like a good reflection of like my skill or whatever. But yeah, I hear that yeah like i i need to make sure like i'm i'm prepped and like that can also be it's something i've tried to work on too because it's like you know the enemy of perfection or enemy of uh what is it uh perfection being the enemy of the good right like not going out to a tournament because oh i'm not ready i'm not ready like that kind of thing but you know i i gotta have my balance like where i feel prepared to do well too
0: yeah well i i thought it was cool that you know we yeah, as, as your close buddies and um close melee buddies i should say i'll, I'll put that asterisk there but seeing <laughs> you um uh, seeing you kind of take a break and come back it felt extremely um natural it, it, it was a very like um it didn't feel contrived in any way right it, it wasn't like i need to step away from the game or i'm retiring from the game it was just like Oh, Billy's off like doing cool shit. like you know, there's only room for so much of of something of that intensity going to I didn't know you're going to as many concerts as you were. I saw oh, a, dude, you sick. know I saw some of the pictures <laughs> and stuff. no, but but that's cool as fuck. and that's that's kind of like that's an important distinction to make where sometimes people there's a difference in getting burned out from melee and just having something replace it or just not feeling it as much because burnout. Can lead to um, it's it's I, I I brought it up like three or four times this conversation because it's like it's kind of the thing I I focus on the most like, the things I'm really passionate about I tend to go way too hard at and then lose interest after you know really driving it home like I just compl- I I burn out and melee had was at risk of being one of those things thankfully I found people that like kind of set me on the right path and and allow it to be more of a cornerstone of, of like a happy set of hobbies rather than some, a flash in the pan thing that just happened when i was in college but you know we're, we're talking about kind of establishing a life and the priority is not you know we're not living a life to be a top melee player we're, we're just trying to be happy people and i think it's been well established that like yeah, melee deserves like melee's going to make the cut. It deserves to. It's it's a it's a great fucking hobby. It's a really good thing to keep for for so many reasons. The camaraderie, the the competition, you know, in a lot of ways, I don't know if I've told you this comparison, I've heard this from from someone I really like it. Like melee's not an esport. it's a martial art. And <laughs> you know, I have not heard that I have not heard that. That's but, you know, it's a, it's a martial art where you don't get in shape, <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> but but you know it it fits in a lot of ways because you know it is a competition. There are there are mostly one versus one, and and it's about like being as much like physically and like like the tech skills is as impor- is as important as the mentality and the being present and the like mental prep. But um, you know. There are people that become like too obsessed with Taekwondo or just like they just do karate all the time and it's an imbalance. So even though there's something that you can really see improvement at and can fulfill so much of your life, there's limits to it. And if it gets out of hand, then all of a sudden you find yourself like completely fucked as an adult. Like, where, where did all your time go? Where did you, you spend all your money on traveling to tournaments and competition or like, you you sacrifice getting like a college degree in order to pursue this thing and and no you know uh, no disrespect to people who made that leap to be a full-time melee player but you know, go on twitter for two seconds you see it's a hard life like yeah. it, is, it is not the lucrative even the top top players like there's three of them that own a house <laughs> you know what i mean so it's like yeah, no, I, I remember hard. when I remember when I learned
3: that esports wasn't going to be viable. Um, well, two two things happened around the same time. So I told you I entered those brawl tournaments a long time ago. I was I had just turned 13. I remember it was like the same ber- best birthday weekend ever, man. I think my birthday was the Friday and the tournament was on a Sunday. So I was like, holy shit, this is this is fucking awesome. And um, my cousin, who he's the one who got me into Smash like casually, right? I'm like you got to go to this, Ryan. You got to you got to come to this tournament. You got to come to this tournament he won the whole tournament. There was like 80 people, all of everybody there, like I said, scrubs, right? We're all bad players, but he got it done. And I remember him making like $100 store credit or something like that. Store credit, (laughs) mind you, at a game store, okay? And then he won like four or five tournaments that summer. And I think he made enough money to buy a DS Lite at the time, like the Pokemon games. So he made like probably like four or 500. And I remember thinking like, wow, he's really good. And uh, yeah, he made $400 that summer. And that wasn't real dollars. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, what? Like, what? What the like, how does that make sense? Or I remember hearing about Evo, the winner got 20k for winning uh, Street Fighter. And I'm like, but there's one Evo a year and that's 20k. So like, how does that? Like, how? so it, it's an unfortunate thing. But I think I kind of knew from a young age that like, this wasn't going to be a career path necessarily. Like, it's still something i can do all the time and it's something like i can put a lot of effort into i can make it like a big hobby of mine but uh, i i find that like not having the financial success be tied with like my game success is uh it's a lot better off like i remember being like freshman year of college and being like oh man like i gotta win these locals so i can buy this shit or whatever and it's like no dude like this fucking sucks like like this is not like it just it wasn't it man and you know, I've even advised players pretty recently. I've kind of said it like people were like, Oh, I think I want to do full time melee. And I'm just like, You sure about that? Like, you know, I gotta hit them with one of those because I'm just like, I think you'll find that if the financial pressure isn't weighing on your melee success, um, it'll just be one less thing to worry about and it'll be less pressure on you to do well when you know the gameplay time comes. So,
0: yeah, yeah, If if you find yourself in a situation where you can farm a local without having to sacrifice. Any sort of like, I hate to put it this way, because I sound like such a boomer, but like realistic career <laughs> or you know actual job, um, that's easy money. That's free real estate, right? Like, just just pop off, do your thing, head to the local, meet the people there, take your sixty bucks home, and enjoy yeah, you yourself. Like, yeah, exactly. Like sick.
3: go buy some food or whatever. Yeah, go go have a couple of
0: drinks. Yeah, yeah, like like Toussaint. I remember, um, like his second summer playing, he would go to i think two new jersey locals i only went to one of them um where he attended and he i think he went to one one other and he just had like JFlex and swoopers number so he would just farm them and uh he bought himself a laptop that summer so you know <laughs> depending on where you live and how like he he just came out swinging Two Saint was good pretty much immediately um but you know that's one in ten thousand people are going to be that good and and in a situation where they can actually you know make make some, yeah, some use money. that skill to
3: leverage some dough i mean i remember the 2015 era there were a number of people who could do that where they could just enter local there's so many locals like they could kind of yeah. get away with like there were people like paying their rent and shit off of locals which is insane now to think about like <laughs> it's it's pretty crazy now there's probably like a handful of people in the country who can if that i would say a handful even pushing it who can enter locals and make money um, you know, now you guys, you know, do Twitch streaming or other shit.
0: Yeah, well, I, and and honestly, I'm I'm trying to think of like, just just step outside of myself for a second of who's listening to this and and I, I think truth be told, it's like pretty common knowledge that it's really hard to be a professional melee player. But I, I want to use this to talk about like not so much the financials, but everything else we need as people, the the hierarchy of needs, so to speak you know I, I i'm not wanting Shit's to know Psychology, bro yeah <laughs> Crazy. but you know like what what do we what do we need in life it's like we need people who love us we need to feel purpose we need stability and comfort and, and me and you were talking about like some fundamental needs which is like paying the rent and yeah. being able to support yourself and feel like you're not going to starve um but you know let's say you you know that you have a stable job and you have something you know to live off of there's still i think a risk of people having a blind spot to um, sending like just full sending melee anyway. Like, all right, I'm not making money off this. I don't care. Um, I want to go to three locals a week and I want to, um, you know, dedicate, I want to start a podcast, God forbid, um, and do like 30 billion things because I fucking love this game. I'm going to full send melee because I'm making friends off it. I'm making a name for myself and blah, blah, blah. I think there's, there's, a lot of risk there, too, um, of just kind of like insulating yourself and, and being a bit far removed and, and being at the mercy of like the Twitterverse or the Nintendo's kind of thing. coming. Yeah, in the right, wrath that, of Nintendo, all that fun shit. It's, you know, it, it's just a it's, it's nice to have close friends like yourself where, you know, I, I see you living a f- pretty full life outside of the game while beating my ass in every friendly session <laughs> i I think like genuinely i think it's really it's really um a valuable thing that it's hard to put everything in perspective because when we're playing melee we're kind of in that zone and then you really just compare yourself to the people that beat you right it's hard to feel like you're really good when you're playing Mook and he's being Mook yeah
3: he's just, yeah, just breaking the rules but breaking it's breaking me
0: it's like super legit that you have all these other things going on. You live a full life. Like you're, you're, you're out here and um, you don't need to full send to be the best in your region. I, I think that's really worth taking a second to, to reflect on.
3: Yeah, it, it is nice. No, it's, I mean, it's, it's cool or whatever. Like, I don't know part. Yeah. It's always like a weird, like, but what if I did a little more as far as like, you know, being more like regionally known, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Like, yeah, it's such a hard balance. <laughs> it really is. Like, if I put in a little more effort, could I get to, uh, could I get ranked in the city? Maybe, probably, right? If I just, like, traveled a few times every quarter, like, I don't know. Yeah, that's something to think about. Like, it is good. I see what you're saying. Like, it's yeah, like, it's good. I found, like, you know, I, I do the stuff outside Smash, yet I do have, like, a relative amount of success within it. But then, I don't know, maybe there's just that dog in me. I just, I always want a little more. I'm always jonesing for a little
0: more uh, gold, a little more success. <laughs> like, I,
3: I just, I don't know.
0: Yeah. And, and just, just seeing... to kind of put a put a cap on it, because I think we, we covered a lot of really good topics, um, or at least a lot of corners of the one big topic. Um, yeah, it, it's sometimes the best thing for a melee career is to just just chill with it. You know, just just kind of take your time, zoom out, maybe trust that even though there's existential threats to the idea of tournaments existing um, like we've been through it before, so you don't need to rush. You don't need to like cram your improvement into the next like year or whatever it does. It doesn't always have to be this next year or else, you know, just keep your hands healthy, um, you know, find the people that you want to play with, make sure it's still fun. And just like, I don't know, live your life. Keep Melee keep in it, you know? Yeah, I think that's the
3: important thing. Like, just, yeah, making sure it stays fun. And uh, everybody's going to do that in a different kind of way. And, you know, that's what I uh, am always, I guess, trying to figure out what's going to make it most fun. How can I set myself up to
0: make it the most fun? Hell yeah. Well, I I think we're at the end here. Um, Any final words? Any uh, shout outs or plugs? You're not the most, uh, you're not content pilled like I am, so... But... <laughs> what's on your mind anything you want to leave off with
3: no man uh yeah just thanks for having me dude like i said like you're always um you're always been a homie in the scene dude like fun to play like i said fun to play against play with chill with all that good stuff um i do i do love talking melee with you right like it happens all the time like i feel like when we're just playing a session we're just end up shooting the shit about stuff and uh yeah it was good chatting with you dude It was good chatting. i'm sure that like, you know we'll be talking later today or later this week or some shit so it won't be long again but uh thanks for having me on
0: yeah, our our twenty listeners are gonna love this. This is yeah, uh, they're
3: gonna yeah, the, the three who made it to the end are gonna be like, "That's my
0: boy." <laughs> Still with us? Did you listen to the whole thing so far? If so, um, I don't know. DM me a seven, and uh, and we'll play some friendlies. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we'll do. All right. Well, one more for the road. I'm going to apologize in advance to Cogs because um, this is a long episode. It's the longest we've ever done. And I'm sticking at the end. But I think the people who are going to enjoy this the most are the people who are going to listen to it in the first place. And um, I have no intentions of making this. The last time I talked to Kevin, he is a wonderful voice and just perspective that I think I I think I we could just consider him part of the team at this point. He hasn't done shit for us besides this. But um he's ready to rock, dude. Actually he did make he did make a video with us. Just kidding. He made a short like a couple years ago and, and we talk about this a bit before we met in person and then became close friends. He was a uh, a wannabes listener and fan. Oh, oh, where the time goes. Uh, Made it to my bachelor party. And uh, yeah, we're just we're locked in. We're locked in. I get to I get to shit on him because for for whatever reason, it's just so fun. We talk about that, too. But. There's so much to be done in the content space and we talk a bit about balance and, and keeping it in our lives. And and there's a bit of a crossover from the, the bill segment, but what really gets me and, and Cogs going is the idea of possibilities in the scene of, of what can really be made here and what stories can be told and what videos can be made and what fun can be had. Um, and um, we're already kind of scheming. We, we had some ideas near the end and, and we started putting them in motion and, and uh, we'll see, Doug. We'll see. There There's definitely work to be done, but at the end of the day, it's going to be fun. It's all about having fun, right? Um, I know a topic that we've covered extensively in the past is just the intrinsic value of doing this in a meta sense, this exact podcast, but just. Creating something. Putting something out there. There's there's value in that. And. The struggle that comes with. Making things and having passion. and, And putting yourself out there. And of course there's vulnerability. If people shit on you. But even without haters. Being ignored sucks ass. You want people to watch your shit. And if they don't. I mean it, it it's important to develop a tough skin and and if you get just a little grain of something something that keeps it going cuz I I'm telling you putting things out there and having literally no feedback is is just that's a losing game it, it it's really tough so I think me and him tackle it from two different angles where I'm trying to operate under the assumption that there's not anything that's going to go my way (laughs) and i have to just be fully happy with the process and just getting myself to make the thing and hopefully it's enough when it comes to the the mediums with more of a possibility to pop off. That's the YouTube shorts and the the TikToks and long form YouTube. Um yeah, I I just don't have the heart to to put another attempt out there without some sort of help or without an idea that is collaborative and um pretty easy. So yeah, we, we have we have the we have the conversation. And I hope that you like it. If you have ideas for us or if you want to collaborate, Um, especially, oh, my God, especially if you're down to do some editing. Um, Let's talk. Let's talk part ownership. Let's talk getting on the team. Uh, The most exciting thing to come out of this conversation was the realization that The Wannabes is not a JD project. It is a, maybe I started it with Will, but this is going to, only survive and only live on through multiple angles through uh community. And if you have a passion for melee, let's, let's put our, let's put our brains together. Let's, uh let's make some shit and, um, and have fun with it. But I, I don't know how much we get into that aspect. We, we just talk, we talk content, uh, hope you like it i hope to hear your feedback later and um until next time Melee and melee melee the melee. I'm a melee melee melee. the am a melee melee melee. What you play up with a melee? What you gonna play day I don't wanna do that. No one wanna play day come on on the unrank, then I play the sun rank, and I'm gonna play day what I'm gonna say they melee, gonna enter all the a tad melee, what you're gonna say day they to gonna say they We are here with Cogs, a good friend of mine, a uh very talented videographer and photographer, as well as melee player. Um and I'm happy to have you on to talk about this week's theme, which is I think balance is what it's looking like, just playing the game and and living your life in a balanced way but uh, how you doing man? how you doing Kevin?
2: Nice, yeah, man, thanks for having me on um uh, I'm psyched to be here. I reached out to you about the wannabes like a couple of years ago when you were still doing it with Wasabi. I think you guys had probably paused at that point, but um. It's cool that, you know, I was reaching out just to see if you guys needed any help with content at the time. And through, like, literally just a ha- happenstance, random chance of the universe, we ended up becoming friends through, you know, other Melee outlets. And, you know, now we get to talk on the pod, and it's, it's exciting to me.
0: Yeah, made it to my bachelor party, which cemented yeah. it.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think that cemented it.
0: For sure. Um, that was the first time we met in person, fun fact. Cousins, yeah. uh, I knew him as, I guess I knew you as Kevin, but, um, you were, we were hanging out in discord for months at that point, maybe a full year or whatever. Um, and I was like, I fucking like this guy a lot. Uh, and you were the only person I hadn't met in person that got an invite to the bachelor party and very happy it worked out that way. Yeah. Um, I showed,
2: <laughs> I showed up with a, at the door with a bunch of cupcakes and I was like, Hey man. And you're like, uh, uh, who who are you? <laughs> I'm like, oh right, you don't know what I look like.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're too handsome to be a melee player. I thought you were yeah. um, owner of the house.
2: Yes, uh, yeah, I'm the landlord. Yep.
0: Well, <laughs> yeah the the reason we met was because you were um, you had made friends with all the other upstate melee friendos, as we call them. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, like playing melee, I think there's an easy connection with people. You know, I don't want to stick on the um the community or the the camaraderie aspect too much it always will come up passively when we you know talk to people but um I think it just goes to show like there's there's two parts of it there's playing the game and then there's the kind of after effect right there's there's a bit of how does it feel to just play with this person not not if they're good or not but like just the vibe of yeah out and playing the game but then you talk about anything else, like, when, you, you know, if, if we're opening up about stuff, like, there's some people that are kind of easy to be friends with, and a lot of melee players that just, they're not going to be uh, coming to my next next bachelor party. Yeah,
2: no, I'm, I'm huge on the vibes, and I think that's why I got along with everyone so well. If I'm going to be sitting next to someone and playing friendlies for a while, like, We got to be able to make jokes. We got to be able to laugh about it. You can't be sitting there fuming at my my chic tech chasing or edge guards the entire time. Like, we got to have a good time. And, uh, yeah, I feel like that's why when I met you guys, I was like, this is perfect. Everyone's here for the vibes. You know, that's what, that's what Melee is all about to me.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, real quick, do you want to just give your, um, your quick minute, two minute intro, what you, uh, how you started playing the game and then, you know, on the later years, some, some extracurricular, so to speak, the, the other types of stuff you've been doing around melee.
2: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. When I was like, uh, eight years old, my older brother would beat me in everything. So I started, uh, get it, practicing melee. Cause I was like, this is one thing I can physically beat him at. And I was basically just like rolling and down smashing with Mario. Um, I became the best kid on my block. I was beating like 16 year olds. That felt really good. Uh, anyway, time went on. I get to college. I think I'm the shit. It's the same story with every other player. Um, I get my my ass kicked. Um, you you know you decide to learn a little bit. I was like, okay, I'll just learn how to wave dash. But I'm not gonna. I see this competitive scene, and I'm like, that's too much for me. I'm not gonna get into all that. I'm only gonna learn a little bit just to beat my my friends. Anyway, I get a little bit better. They get a little bit better. We realize how insanely sick this game is. Um, you know, no, no, I think it's fair to say none of them have stuck with it as much as I have, but I have not been able to put this game down for like 10 years. Um, and yeah, I'm, I've had decent results. I'm ranked in the upstate region. Um, I got to play with, uh, two St. In college, got to play with like a, a college crew, um, then afterwards, uh, know, got to meet you guys, get to play with you guys. And on the side, I just do creative stuff as well. I do uh, photography. I do uh, most of my background is in video editing. Um, I've been trying to branch out, learn color grading. Um, From that, I got into photography. I'm trying to get better at videography. Photography to me feels a little bit easier. That's why it's easier for me to to pick up and there's less thinking that has to go into it. Uh, So uh, I've I've had to take into that uh, as well, um, but yeah, that's that's kind of how I got here. Like ten years later, uh, and it's crazy to look back at how how much has happened and how into this game I, I still am. And and the other like effects that have come out of just being in this game, like meeting you guys, like getting to do creative projects, like I've gotten to shoot uh you know uh, media for like Shine twenty twenty three, which was such a sick experience to me.
0: Yeah. Uh, just to be clear, you said two numbers. You said you started you played when you were 8 and 10 years later. You were not 18 years old.
2: No, no, yeah. I I there was a long break between me being an 8-year-old kid and f- playing the game casually for fun and then coming back to it. You know, it must have been like freshman or sophomore year of college, maybe even senior year of high school that I picked it up again with my friends and that's when we discovered the competitive side.
0: Okay. Yeah, cuz I'm friends with some young people now through Melee. You were not one of them.
2: no, I'm I'm 27. 10 years of competitive, you okay. know. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. Just from, from, putting from it out there.
2: A decade since the first wave dash.
0: All right, fair enough. Yeah, that means we started around the same time and um, like right around we're dockets. kids, like year one
2: doc. Kids. Yeah.
0: That yeah. So it took me a while to watch
2: the doc though because the four hour runtime was so intimidating to me.
0: Well, I, um, I only watched the first episode because it was twenty something minutes and then, yeah, I was like, oh shit, there's, and then you're, you're hooked, you know? Oh, you're hooked. you're hooked, you're hooked, then...
2: dude, it sucks you in, it's actually so
0: good. Yeah, well, I- I'm just thinking back to, in my college dorm room, literally, I think the first month it came out, it's when I watched it, and then a couple months later met Chess and whatever, it's not about me, but, alright, cool, yeah, the-, the early days, I think, really, I just talked to, um, to Bills about this, we'll, we'll play these back to back, um, And there's something about that early fervor, like from the first wave dash to the first major. um, And then for some people, it carries on to this day of that same intensity, but it it falls off after a while. Um, And I want to kind of pinpoint where um, the crossover began to happen with having the passion for Melee with your... um, videography photography skills and, and that creative passion um because for me it's been a i mean to, to make it meta this is kind of what this overlap looks like, like making a podcast about the game right yeah and um it seems really intuitive to people who maybe play the game or not but who um who don't have both worlds that it's just like oh just do it like you love this thing and you love that thing like just just do it all the time. It sounds like it'd be so much fun. Um, but there's something, there's something that is really intimidating about entering into like the, the melee content world. And I just want to just throw that out there and see where your mind goes because, um, in the Venn diagram of, of hobbies or of, of skills, um, you know, there's not too many of us right in the middle of, of melee and creativity.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think you touched on it Um when you you're always wondering, like, all right, I love I love video. I love photography. What do I what do I shoot? Like, well, what's my my subject? And it's easiest to get started in the thing that, you know, everything about, like if I were avid about cars, maybe I'd be doing car videography, car photography, but in our world, you know, we have this view into this crazy world with all of these stories playing out, all of these insane players, a game where you're able to swag out and break the ankles of the other player, just like in street basketball. So it's like easy for us to be like, oh, there could be content around this. Like this, this, we see the the viability for content. The scary part is two things. Um <clears throat> One is Nintendo. Um monetizing and commercializing content in the melee scene is not easy because they they will always be there. Um I reached out to Samox asking about um the melee documentary and you know I, I know that he's spoken to streaming services. Um you know, I, I saw a great uh, esports mockumentary called Players on Paramount Plus. So it was good. so awesome. It was so good. You've seen it, yeah, um, yeah. And it, it kind of revolves around League of Legends. They're kind of made up players, um, and it's really funny. It's really awesome. It takes itself seriously. It takes the characters seriously, um, whereas a lot of media nowadays doesn't. Um, so I think there's, uh, I think there's a market for like esports stories and it should take itself seriously. And I think streaming services would be interested in that. I think they'd be really interested in Melee, but Nintendo is a blocker in us getting those, those kinds of deals. Um, and then the other piece is just viewership. Like I'm, I'm a creator who I want people to see my stuff. And I feel like I've failed sometimes when, even if, you know, sometimes you put a, a ton of effort into a project and the algorithm just doesn't take it. And it's uh, to me, it's like a little defeating, but that's also just the nature of it. So I feel like that's also one of the, one of the scary aspects of melee content is how do we dig ourselves out to the mainstream audience? How do we make this digestible enough that like a random TikToker could see this, understand it and think, yo, that was effing sick,
0: you know? Right. It's it's sort of like we have to start p- putting certain um, certain structures in place because we know intellectually what it takes to get the viewership to actually have an audience be built to, to maybe expand outside of the melee scene because, you know, we we kind of know what melee players want but what melee players want they could get at any point like they, they know where to find the best players playing the best stuff they just watch streams or they or they, they're already fed into the YouTube algorithm of like there's like a new it's like the daily dose of melee clips or something like there's always going to be just melee on their Twitter or it's just going to be there all, at all times. they know where the Twitch streams are they'll, they'll watch it and so that's its own barrier to entry of like how do we get how, how do we generate trust within the melee scene as a new face. Cause people hate, there's like a real aversion to new faces in the melee scene. It's, it's strange. Yeah. They'll, ex- they'll accept the a high quality like video, but I think that the, there's like a certain standard that's necessary in order to like to break through there. And then as you said, like the kind of untouched markets of just general, you know, melee is the most, the, the highest um, grossing GameCube game of all time. It, it, did it launch with the GameCube? It, it, everyone played. Uh, it. Yeah, it did. It did. And and it, it's insanely popular with with casual fan base. And as people just become older and and you know gamers mature, or I don't even mean gamers mature. I mean like the <laughs> the idea of gaming becomes more mature. Like it's not outrageous to for people to like take the 20 minutes to to understand enough to watch nowadays. Yeah, like they like,
2: they remember the game, you know. Yeah. Um, they remember playing it as a kid. I, that's why I think like uh, "Turn turndown for Walt is great for our scene. Yeah. Um, Action esports whenever they do pieces on it. I think there's some others as well. Um, I still think that. Yeah. I see the numbers that Walt puts up and I'm like, I, I wish you were getting higher numbers. How, how do we bring this even further? Um, there's a, I think the answer is actually in like a channel that people forget about. They don't post often, but Ludvics, um, he is a channel on YouTube. He's a very casual player. It's just him and his friend. No one really knows this guy's competitive background. I don't think he's like scoring huge wins. I don't know who his friend is that he's playing with, but they are making easily digestible content. They're just having a lot of fun. And it seems to just hit the algorithm, and he's gotten, you know, multiple millions of views on some of his videos. And <clears throat> I'm like, maybe we need to break this down, do more personality things and rather than focus on the competitive aspects of the game, like we can, but also you need to have captions. You need to make it easily digestible. I actually see um, you know, those clips of mango,, uh, moki cody and zane playing left for dead and i'm like oh this could be the next wave of content like a group of youtubers who are making casual content but also occasionally bring eyes back to melee you know maybe they do other games and and they grow from their huge base that they have and then they drop a melee video and these people who wouldn't have been exposed before are seeing it on their tiktoks i i think we should really push for tiktok by the way um I think that's the best way to get eyes in front of regular casual viewers in a way that I think they would love this game. You know, it's fast paced. It's exciting. There's swag. um, It's everything they could want. We just have to put it in a format that they can understand and digest in 10 seconds. You know?
0: Sure. Very funny you mentioned that because in my conversation with Ventus, it's going to be in the same episode. he, He started a wannabe's. Uh, uh, TikTok. Um, oh, nice. I, I think he's got some videos on there already, so it exists. As I haven't touched it, I have no real creative uh sway there. But yeah, it it it's always it's a really important conversation. Um, and I have to kind of just take note of where, like, where my head goes, where my my feelings go, because I, I mentioned it before. It's intimidating. It's like this there's this weird um, aversion to like playing the game and to like punching your ticket and just saying like, all right, here I am. Let's, let's, you know, go for it because um, it's definitely a lot of rejection, definitely a lot of hard work that like you could, you could be super excited right as you go to press upload and then it's out of your hands, right? It's like, all right, the only healthy way to do this is to like do your best do everything you know in your power don't try too hard in one video like don't try to completely change the world with a 15 minute upload but keep going right like try your best try to learn a little bit and then just keep uploading stuff yeah and and um you know i think that's why i i through the last couple years when the wannabes took a step back and um you know i haven't really touched YouTube that much, and you know, I'm just trying to find where where my next steps lie. Um, I feel myself kind of being drawn back to melee because at least some of the momentum it it feels like it, it's really easy to find a collaborator, and and inherently you need a collaborator. There's not too many subjects or or, or video styles that um are fully solo right like i guess you can make one about um like labbing a new tech like fiction has found a really good niche for himself where he does not it's not i wouldn't even call it like i guess it is content but he just posts like a 15 second video on twitter or something of him just like oh here's this new shine or or needle tech from chic you know like shit like that that. so it's a whole ecosystem and, and there's no one right answer but I always come back to, like, what is kind of fun for me to do? What is going to keep me coming back and doing it over and over again? Um, and what can, like, what's my unique kind of take, you know? And, and that's its own challenge, but at least it's a fun challenge to kind of try to unravel. Because going from the other direction, as important as it is, it's just, I'm, I'm, I'm just not going to be, that's not my strength. I, I really get. Uh, discouraged too easily going from like what's working right now. I I know this is really interesting to you. I'm not trying to disparage the idea of like figuring out the algorithm because ultimately it's a battle between us and the AI that controls what people watch. So it's kind of like two two sides of this like what do we make and how do we show up and continue to make it but then how do we get uh, how do we understand what we're uploading and where we're uploading it enough so that we get the external reward that is necessary to keep creating because as much as i want to say it like I, the reason i'm recording is that i want people to listen i want to see like oh shit i got like 50 percent more people listening or whatever that feels yeah. good otherwise we would just be having these talks and that's clearly not enough so that that's my rant and, and there's no question attached, but I'm sure you got some ideas well, here.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're not disparaging at all. If anything, I feel like I'm always the one who's kind of a Debbie Downer when it comes to content creation because, you know, you, you touched on consistency and that that is probably the third challenge with content creation where consistency is important for you to be in the spotlight, have something out there for the algo to pick up. It's not going to pick up an old month old clip from you. Right. Um, And you don't know when or if it's going to happen at all. Right. You know, that meme of the guy uh, he's mining for diamonds and he turns around and it's too early. Um, And then the guy below him is like on his way, you know, you never know when you're going to hit diamond and you might never hit it. And to me, it's so scary because I think it's it's okay to say like yeah I want I want people to see this I want people to see this that's that's fine I I I'm not gonna pretend like I'm totally okay with zero people watching it and I'm just gonna be happy with it I, I want people to see my art that I'm making um, I had a a melee TikTok a while back that I was just I was kind of just using it as like a, a little science experiment right I wanted to see what hits on TikTok? I tried different styles. And I think by my maybe eighth video, I had one and I, I spliced in a, a SpongeBob meme in between like a combo and it kind of hit. It was like a five second clip. And I think I got like 32,000 views on it. Wow. And it it popped off and I was like, holy shit. Like this, this, this is growth. This is visible growth in Melee, which is kind of hard to to see. But I took that success and I I took a break for a while. And I came back, I don't know how long later, maybe four months later, and I posted another clip and it got two views. (laughs) Two Dude, 32K and like same editing style. And I get two views the next time. And I was like, dude, like you got to feed this monster endlessly. It is... The content monster always wants more. It is so hungry and you have to continue feeding this beast. It's like a, it's like a little shop of horrors. You know, when you have to feed uh, what's the name of that plant? Let's call it the piranha plant. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but you have to keep feeding this thing and it's hungry. And if you stop feeding it, it'll get mad sometimes and punish you. And it's, it can feel unfair. Um, it, it can be an absolute grind.
0: Yeah. I, um, I did a bit, a brief stint around this time last year, uh, not mainly related, just the, the looper and, and making music and stuff. Um, and my first, my first song, I was like, all right, I'm going to try to do this like three to four times a week and just get into a rhythm. And, and the goal is to just make something every morning. And it, I, it's about the time limit. Whenever, whenever it's done, it's done and just post it. Right. And, um, I the first thing I posted was, you know, three hundred likes, two k views, and I'm like, oh my god, and I didn't, I didn't notice until a few days later. In fact, oh wow, I, 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 was really trying to detach, and I was like, this is not going to get any views anyway. Um, and um, everything else after that, you know, didn't didn't break uh, a thousand. Um, and so it was sort of this. I th- I think it's it's there's no real again no real answer except for like we have to figure out what works and then continue doing it and then take there's, it. There's, it's just all comes together and consistency and just trial and error is part of it. Um, I know that there's, you know, the steps are in front of us for what could make a viable like melee stream. Right. And that is take the, you know, the thousands of viable, slippy vods that are happening find ways to crowdsource it put it together clip them into something that is just brand new stuff rather than you know what is being recycled on twitch anyway um like there's ai involved there's there's a strategy that just involves like setting up a system and putting it out there and then being like all right here we go like we're just going to do this for a while and then adapting within that system and it's all structure based it's all automation based it's easy and it's whatever. But at that point, it's like it's so detached from what the original goal was, which is like to make cool shit and to have people watch it. Right. So on the two sides of the extreme, it's like we can make the most intrinsically valuable, wholesome, fun. Like, you know, who cares if we if anyone watches it? Who cares how long it takes to make one and how frequently we make it? There's that side of the spectrum. And then there's the let's really like reverse engineer what the perfect content channel looks like. Yeah. Just crank it out. And then it just becomes a, a a job. And I, yeah, it is a full-time job. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned Walt and that is his full-time job. And I've talked to him about this um, off, off camera. um, And I, I pretty much complimented him on um, finding a really good balance where like not every single video is like full of like it's not the uh, not every single video is the most inspired thing he's ever made right and that's you know obviously fluffy talk and whatever and but he keeps making them and he makes gems from time to time he makes fucking incredible pieces that are really long and are clearly not like algorithm snipes right and you know, that's that's tough. It, it, it involves kind of quitting your job after a certain point in order to keep that up. But to his credit, like he found the rhythm and he found he found like <clears throat> a, a way to be happy with it and to still make good stuff. So it's really nice to know that or to have kind of him as a, uh, a North Star, because before that it was Ludwig, which was like used mainly as a jumping off point and a way to kind of network. And then, you know, reverse engineer the best how to be the best streamer, which is yeah. completely agnostic from melee. And and that was a little that was a little doomer of like, well I guess like if if he had such a um such valuable stock within the melee scene and he's so smart on the marketing side, he he chose to kinda minimize it compared to other growth avenues, like maybe melee's a really tough thing. So I don't know There, really my point is that there are a lot of avenues but none of them are easy
2: yeah the question is like do do we have to break away from melee in order to find success in content creation and i don't i don't think so i think if you want to be as big as ludwig yeah 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 you gotta yeah. um you know i i'm even looking at like the so I've edited two videos for JMook, even when you have such a strong base, right? Like everyone, everyone in the melee scene knows JMUK. Um The two videos I have for him, uh, one was his 2022 best of, oh, actually, sorry, 2021, um, which is, oh, that's like the first video on his channel. I don't think he even, he must've taken down some old videos as well. <laughs> that one has, has 14,000 views. Uh, and then we also did a UMF combo video of uh, us and our friends um, that sits on his channel, and that's at about three point seven thousand views. So even someone who has a as big of a platform as Jake, um, he's not uh, he still can't get away from the consistency requirement that YouTube and social media and TikTok is asking us to do. It's requiring us to pump stuff out and not everything is going to get back to us. Right. I mean, I'm looking at one for um, it's like a Kadoran and Jake and the thumbnail looks real awesome. And that's sitting at 1.4 K and it's, you know, eight months old. So, you know, where do we go from here? Uh, I, you kind of just have to double down and look at what's working, what's not working. Um, and then continue, cleaning it up, continue posting it. I also think um I also think we could do a better job of networking with other streamers outside of the space. For example, you know, we always have Ludwig, we have Atrioc. They love melee and I think they love giving back to it. Um so any way that you can make content that gets their attention or gets clips from them, um Someone else is Hitch from the COD community. Hitch just loves Melee. Um, he's involved with uh, the Yard crew. Um, you know, they, they set up tournaments for Melee and COD. They just kind of bridge us together. They don't have to be doing that. I see us doing very little in the scene with guys like Hitch, and I would love to get more involved with people like him. Uh, I know Mango just did a podcast with him, but like Getting the attention of I don't know fucking Tim the Tatman like uh, other big streamers Ninja he loved uh, he loved melee as well he the streamed the tournament tweet. what was the DK tweet
0: you don't remember this he was like something big's coming it was like a, a little gif of of DK like looking into the camera oh just, you remember this
2: didn't he want to host a tournament and yeah. then Nintendo blocked it Ugh,
0: I dude. don't remember I don't remember why it's probably Nintendo but it was, it became a, a meme of like, all right, something big. And
2: and nothing came. <laughs> it, I, it,
0: it, it's, it's just, uh, well, I, this is not taken away from your point, which is like, yeah, huge streamers are a fan of our game. And right now there's, there's so much opportunity left on the table. We just, we're not building those inroads. Right. And I think, right. You know, it, it makes me think metaphorically of um, how there's a fungal network within trees in the forests, and all the trees kind of like feed each other, you know? Mm-hmm. And right now Nintendo is like breaking our side of the woods, like cutting down as many trees as possible and just like fucking up our ecosystem. Yeah. And our one of our saving graces could just be these underground, unrelated connections to people, you know, miles away in the, in the, the gaming community that just know us or know of us and, and care about the game itself. And then we just see what happens. Just fuck around to find out a bit, you know? Um, I think this, this ties into like the, um, how much of, how much of the content is going to be like gameplay based. And, and let's also, let me, let me kind of refocus a little bit because I know you were talking a bit, use the Royal we about you, like working with JMook And I know you and I, and, um, Billy earlier in the podcast um we're in we're in a tight squad in the the umf with with jake and and about 12 other people um we care about his success a lot but we're not a part of his team right yeah he he hasn't really built the team out um outside of his sponsor and and that's you know moving its own way and, and we're happy for him in that capacity but on a completely selfish front um I would love to talk about the wannabes because I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of ready to to make another make another run here, right? So to, to really like see where this can go. I, I'm not trying to do YouTube too early just because it's not my strength. But you mentioned like doing shorts and and teaming up. Like, let's talk about it. Like, what what do you have in mind? What not to hold you to the Uh, to to anything this is not an agreement this is just talking but like where where can you see this project going and and what would you do if you had you know genie wishes to to make it successful
2: off the top of my head i've always felt that umf all you guys together have such great chemistry if you look at a guy like brad peanut butter uh his uh, charisma is so off the charts and he is so funny and you know willing to bring people in i think that bringing in other members of umf and having a more uh, like casual base that would be my idea right capturing our conversations in a, a a more safe, isolated place, I think it's a little chaotic in Discord when <laughs> sure. we're all just hanging out, but even if we, like, all played, if four of us played doubles together, you know, something like that, and we record the session and I can build clips around that, that's that's the kind of idea that I think natural chemistry breeds the best content, at, especially talking about clips. Um, that's kind of where my head goes.
0: Oh, man, that's that's free as fuck. I mean, I love doubles. I I think we are <laughs> yeah. we are low key like one of the strongest groups of of genuine friends that play this game. It's very top heavy. Well, I wouldn't say very top heavy like Jake's obviously the, like the third fourth best player in the world right now. Um but you know, the the way it's like an exponential kind of thing where just because we would lose to them 99 times out of 100 in a friendly session <laughs> um, doesn't mean we're not good melee players in our own right. It, it really, through osmosis, we've become fucking nice with it. Um, a- any combination of us, like we're all just good, right? So yeah,
2: yeah. It really is stacked in personality and stacked in skill, you know?
0: Right. It's just a matter of getting them to be content-pilled you know and um (laughs) i know that you get a lot of shit for just being yourself there's just an endless barrage of fuck heaven that comes out i think it's just because you it hasn't outwardly gotten to you yet and it's not real but it's just the meme at this point that i um, think
2: (laughs) i think my personality just breeds it man every friend group i've ever been a part of i somehow it's also having the name kevin is not exactly like the <laughs> it's people people find the name kevin and they're like oh this this guy could be a punchline <laughs> yeah it's like I, co- I don't
0: like the color red of, of names
2: yeah yeah it, cop, cops see me driving with the name kevin and they're like Oh, get a load of this fucking guy <laughs> yeah. um but uh, i i don't i don't mind it i i take it as a sign of love you know and i think that's how it's uh you should always have a positive outlook i'm I'm really just grateful even to be here, you know
0: okay, all right, shut the fuck up. all but, right <laughs> but but what I'm getting to is like getting then getting them to kind of agree to want to do something like that We'll have to kind of go at a snail's pace to warm yeah. them up even though i know I know max uh patches has um done a podcast with Jake before. He's not a complete novice to like streaming and and he actually made my overlay one of the times I, I went into streaming. He's, oh, he's nice. not he's not completely detached from it, um, but it's a similar thing of like, I, I know we started the podcast talking about how difficult it is and how there's this weird aversion and, and resistance that people have to like starting a creative endeavor and maybe especially with Melee or just with anything we care about, putting yourself out there is a vulnerable thing. So I don't blame anyone for, for being resistant to it, right? So that'll be its own category.
2: Um, yeah. I, and by the way, I, I've talked to Brad about this same idea, and he's totally down. That's actually where, do you remember that short where I crash our double session? Uh, it's actually sitting on JMook's channel. That was That was a session where I said, like, all right, I'm actually, I'm going to hit record. We're all hanging out. We're all having a good time. I'm going to hit record um and my fucking insane skins in the game wound up crashing doubles and it was a a really hilarious (laughs) moment i caught it on camera i edited it down i I tried to build something out of it so i do think doing more stuff like that i think they're really open to it i think uh we just gotta take action with grab whoever's literally whoever's around in the discord say hey you want to You want to jump in a channel for teams or, you know, hey, is it okay if I hit record? I I need to be better about doing stuff like that, you know?
0: Dude, I forgot to tell you, I did this last weekend during the French tournament. We were watching Jake. His set during Moki, I recorded our live reaction to the whole thing.
2: Dude, I did that too. I forget what it was. I forget which set it was, but it was such a heartbreaker I sent it to Max. I was like, dude, I have the worst VOD ever <laughs> in history because it's all of us being like, oh, Jake's totally got this. He's up 2-0. I forget who it was. I feel like it was like Rover. No, it was Hungrybox. He's up 2-0 and we're like, oh, dude, our boys got this. It must have been a summit. And uh, towards the end, he, he loses. And the, the vibes in the Discord are <laughs> Doomer. <laughs> we're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and I was like, I hadn't told anyone I was recording, so I just have this horrible footage of us having our our
0: hearts broken, and uh, I should really delete it. The world doesn't <laughs> need that. <laughs> Maybe not. Well, I did tell them we were recording. I kind of just strong armed them. I'm like, uh, "We're recording this. Get all your gamer words out now." And uh, they were on their best behavior. They 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 kept it together. Max wasn't there, so that's probably why it became actually usable. Um, I'll, I'll send it to you, and and um you know maybe there's something there that that could be pretty funny the only thing is it became a pretty contentious thing um so maybe it's good that we waited a bit anyway uh, sure
2: i'm interested to hear why it was contentious like i i do want to hear want- out their concerns i'm not trying to strong strong arm them like i i think there's a a no, balance No no not where... that
0: i'm i'm talking about the set itself oh um, with oh, oh that set yeah Whew. yeah that's that's what i meant no there wasn't any pushback from the guys i think it was gotcha. just like oh okay i guess we're doing this and then they kind of eased into it and i i honestly think that um like i think justin has a really easy time kind of i think he has a performance background so i think he kind of recognizes the nerves and and push and you know i think will is just like lightning in a bottle and the world needs to know about him (laughs) absolutely i agree there's yeah there's there's so much with umf that like i think it just deserves a, sh- a solid shot and uh, you know we're not going anywhere so it's it will, we'll just try something soon and even if it's just an excuse to put together a dubs session for two hours and record it like yeah that's and that's the free shit ever
2: even live tournament like watch parties i think there's content that could be made of that i think there's shorts there's clips of us reacting to the tournament and things that are happening and you know someone says some funny shit and everyone dies laughing those are the kinds of things that absolutely pop on tiktok is yep. good chemistry laughter captions <laughs> you know
0: yeah natural shit yeah like I, I don't think we need to try that hard to do anything in particular like the the most amount of editing um and i'm thinking kind of broadly too of of like wannabe stuff maybe outside umf but um i think editing is my biggest weakness i think it's a it's an incredible skill and it's like its own the medium is the art in a lot of ways so like i understand the value of something well edited and I, and some of my favorite pieces are ones where you could tell there's a lot of attention to detail and, and skillful edits but for me it's it's just not it's i'm i'm not going to even consider it unless i partner up with someone who's like Fucking super editing pilled and loves doing it. It's just not the move, right? So, yeah, anything that's like low key, pretty easy, and the most amount of editing is just finding the stuff and like taking it out. Maybe you know, making the sound not sound like shit. Little things, perfect.
2: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Well, and, good thing I'm editing pilled.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and the other thing too is is outside UMF because um, I, I hesitate to kind of bring that into the wannabes context. Like that there, there might be. It might be a more suited for Jmook or fuck it. Like maybe they're just like, hey, let's all let's all just you know. I think it would have to be thing. its own
2: thing. I think I, I don't. Yeah, I, I think it could be a, adjacent to Jake, and if he wants to pop in when he can, he's obviously welcome to. But I think him and Flyquest are doing their own thing, and I I think all all three can exist. You know.
0: Yeah. So so real quick, let's end the podcast talking a bit about about uh, the wannabes because. I think with um, spoiler, I I'm lining up an interview with Jake next week. Not that that's a big surprise. He's our buddy. So uh, it's a pretty easy get. Um, but I think there's a little bit of like, Hey, I'm Jake's friend and he's already been on that legitimizes, you know, we've been around for a few years. We have like 130 episodes. So it's, it's at a point where I can maybe throw, throw our weight around. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know rather than just having like any person on that has a bit of clout like what types of conversations do you think sh- you know deserve to be told like aside from the you know we're a competitor we're putting our hearts into this we're trying every week like i'm i'm really curious just what your what your take is as uh <laughs> as a lifelong lifelong a, a long listener of the of the pod um
2: Questions that I have for Jake, you want it from like a wannabe's context, like what does the public want to hear? I'm no, not, interested. Not from
0: Jake, not from Jake. I don't give a shit about Jake.
2: Oh, just like what's the question? What, <laughs> other,
0: what, what other conversations? What other people? Um, do you think like topics mm. less so of like oh get scar on like that's my that's my dream interview for sure, but like what what do you think is kind of untread territory for me? And, we're, and what do you think I should kind of keep an eye on that may gotcha. be a kind of blind spot?
2: Gotcha. Um, I think covering melee content, I think this one is a great one already. I feel like it's a blind spot that people don't talk about, maybe because they don't have the experience or understanding to talk about it. Um, I think that mentality around the game, finding like a healthy balance with the game where people are win or lose. They are happy, having fun, celebrating the game rather than having too high expectations with themselves. I think, uh, almost like, um, melee therapy session, I I think would be great. Maybe, maybe Justin's the right person to talk to about that. Sports psychology is a great one. Um, Hearing, going back to like the casual, what's good for clips, what's good for bringing in an audience, having just casual conversations and hearing stories from other top players. I think the the person who shares the most is like Mango, right? Mango streams a lot. He shares a lot of stories. I'm sure there are other funny amazing characters in the melee scene, like Spark, Moki, people that have stories to share. Um, uh, stories about tournament runs, wisdom to share over just just getting getting to be one of the best in the world at anything, uh, is truly fascinating to me, and I'm always interested to hear what they have to say about it, what it took to get there, why why they're different than any other fox or chic, you know, um. I, there's so many layers to this onion that, that you could peel back. uh, And I'm, I'm excited to see the following episodes and I'll definitely, uh, you know, I want to help. So I'll, I'll be here to, to help you with shorts and putting together clips. Um, I'm excited to help with a project like that.
0: Yeah. That's, that's really cool to hear. Uh, I like, I like hearing kind of in your voice. I could, I could, it really invigorates me that it's not just me that cares about a lot of this stuff. Um, I, I, little glimpse into the the behind the scenes here i the last thing i published the last episode um 27 listens that's way more than i expected yeah that's if if you put that many people in a room it'd be a fucking party right (laughs) so so like yeah we're not talking about ludwig numbers but but the the fact that people like look at this as something that is interesting that that having just these conversations with other melee players is worthwhile Um, And then hearing it from you directly of like, yeah, there's so much shit like there's, uh, you know, and just literally whatever comes to mind. It's like, oh, yeah, I'd like to hear about that from this person. Like there's there's a lot here. So it was just it's nice hearing that. And um, yeah, you and Matt both are two people that I would love to continue working with or or with you begin working with um, to just see like what we could have fun making and what we could what we could build out of this. I, I want to continue calling it a project and um and have it be as collaborative as possible. Uh, and if any revenue comes in, find a way to, to put it on paper, you know, uh, well, let's not go that far, but that's, that's where my mind goes of like, yeah, there's a lot of potential here. You know, let's, let's plan for success.
2: Um, yeah. Yeah, man. I, I think, uh, you know, if, if you continue doing this, the other thing I've thought of is um I, I've never looked into this myself, so I don't understand the business side of it completely, but, you know, throwing throwing money to a tournament to get, you know, the Wannabes logo on the side or something like that, or, you know, paying sure. for a shout out, getting advertising, you know? Um, I love the Wannabes logo. I've always thought that it looked super legit. Um, that's why when I saw you guys early on, I was like, oh, this is this is sick. I would love a podcast like this, you know? Um so yeah, I, I think the sky's the limit for you guys and I'm excited for you guys.
0: Ah, well, it's out it's now us guys. Us guys. You know, we're in this together. me. Um, <laughs> <I'm> excited <laughs> for me. <laughs> All right. Well, this is gonna this is gonna round it out. Um anything that didn't get out, any quick little topics? We got a few minutes here or we could end it right away. But um, yeah, um any, anything else you want to put out there or plug yourself?
2: Uh, no, no. I, I love this game. I love the people. I love the opportunities that I've been able to have just being adjacent to it. It's super sick and it's only made my life cooler and more adventurous. Otherwise, I'd just be a boring guy working a nine to five and I, I don't know, playing video games, but there's nothing like having a, a story play out with your friends involved on, on the global scale. There's there's nothing like it. It's so It's so cool to me.
0: Hell yeah. And congrats on getting engaged, by the way. Thank you.
2: Thank you. You you would just be
0: a boring guy with a fiance.
2: Yeah. Oh my God. So boring. Well, (laughs) next you'll be at my bachelor party. So.
0: All right. I know it. It's over my birthday weekend. How sick is that?
2: Oh shit. All right. Well, I'll, (laughs) I'll have Jackie make some cupcakes for you or something.
0: Hell yeah. All right, brother. Look, thanks for coming on. This was great. And, uh, I guess I'll,
2: in this
0: huh? Yeah, thanks for having me. I'll see you in there. a Fun of melee, yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, you bella melee melee, yeah. Come on. Yeah, yeah.
3: I said melee.